Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Cold Eastwood and Gaz, hosting industry interviews and Gamey Talk Live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast. Hey, how you doing? Wow, this is um, <laughs> this has been crazy as I start a new type of show. Hopefully you can hear me and everything's coming through loud and clear. I'm here, this is Cold Eastwood and this is the XNC Podcast. I'm here with my special guest and one of my best friends on the entire planet, Randall Thor. How are you, buddy? Hi, this is Cold Eastwood and Gaz for the XNC <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> how, how does it feel to replace How's it going? The, the great Gaz? Like that is, that is such an honor. I can never replace the sauce, Colt. You know that. Gaz knows that. You are so. legendary, though. It, no, it, less, no, 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 it's not. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not legendary, Colt Eastwood. Oh, man. Well, you know I'm not. So. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, everyone knows that, like, when I DM'd you back in, like, 2016 or 2017 and, like, said, oh, the great Rand. Can I be your friend? And you're like, well, we'll see. I have an application. But yeah, uh, <laughs> special Nick's in the chat. This is your opportunity, Rand. And everyone gets a chance on my show to say hi to special Nick from Xbox era. I, I talk to Nick all the time. And I, I, I told him, I sent him a super chat this weekend, uh, this past weekend, uh, being like, man, what a great week, right? Uh, GoldenEye no-showed. Uh, I mean, it was it was the perfect week. Xbox had some new announcements at Gamescom. PlayStation showed everybody once again just how greedy they can be, and Goldeneye just disappeared, just like a fart in the wind. You oh know? my gosh! Oh my gosh! Let's see. Um, are, are, some people are saying that Randall Thor might be too loud. I uh, I just oh. can't see that happening. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you could turn it down a little bit. I have no idea. I'll just kind of take a look at the. Uh, at the comments, you know what? It, when Rand comes in, Rand he comes in with the fierceness, and that's that's why I've got him here. Gaz is out of the country on a bit of a holiday, so I don't have him here. And I thought, who better to have on the X and C show is the star, the shining beacon of the Xbox Two podcast. And of course, you have an excellent YouTube channel. You've got uh, about eighty five, eighty six thousand subs or something like that. Now, who's counting? Something like that. I, I turned yeah. myself down uh, a little bit. I don't know if how that sounds. You have to let us know. But yeah, I, I did lower myself so I don't come in so loud. Oh, but yeah, boy. we're doing we're doing <laughs> well on YouTube. Years. You know, yeah. doing you well. We got Xbox Two with Jess Corden, Windows Central every week, usually Fridays, and uh, you know, making some YouTube videos again. It was it was a fun month. So hopefully yeah. it continues. You know, 
You guys have been making some moves with the podcast. Jez has been working some deals, and people are really getting interested in moving the podcast around different platforms and getting some eyes on it. And you're like in the top one of the top ranking lists. Um, holy smokes, bro! Everybody else out here is saying, "How do we do that? How do we get the magic?" But I don't know. I I don't even know why anybody listens. Look at you drifting in in this game, right into a parking spot, Saint Row. I, I want to talk about this game, and I've got a full hour footage that will loop as we go through the show. But I want to talk about this because, uh, oh, it's kind of interesting the way our people are reacting. But this little show, the XNC Podcast, is on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, after the fact, you're checking us out, audio only on demand. We really appreciate you checking out the show, and hopefully it comes across audio only. Like, here Rand's not on a camera, but I am, and sometimes we might make a face, right, if you're on a camera. Like, you watch people who are on camera, Rand, and they, they'll make a face, and you have to wonder if the people are listening with earbuds on, if they're wondering what in the world you're doing. But um, I want to give a shout-out real quick, Rand, before we get into these games. I want to give a shout-out to the channel member veterans and Patreon veterans who've been with the channel over nine months supporting what we do here, keeping the literal lights on my ugly face so we could do this show. And I really appreciate you. We've got Brian Harris, Mark Carwell, KY Bob, Assassin Lupa, Jazzy Noob, Xbox, Ricky Fallon, Steven Smith, Christine Reese Baker, Matt Without Fear, and channel members Matt Burns, William Lanza, Nano Polymyth, Udonic Zada, Robert Jackson, Lord Starkiller, Dante Moody, Betamax, Zark CMF, Gaz, Fox Storytelling, Reek Havocs. Almost have these people memorized because I've talked to them so much. Uh, Zenner White, Devario 2 Gaming, DeBlue, Poochie, Remix Gaming, V Simcoe Assassin, Raymond G, Dub, Larry Thatcher, Hargeet Chani, TK Chillin, Raiden Blade, Acute Perspective, True 77, Risk It for the Biscuit, and Widya Santasso. And I know, Rand, you have some of these people on your listing as well that are helping you. You're checking out your channel membership and supporting, doing the, the little uh, special channel member chats and stuff, right? Indeed, indeed. I turned myself down again, Colt. People are oh, saying. I mean, people are saying if if Colts at like ninety, the Rand's at one twenty. So like, I keep uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep uh, on. Uh, that's not too bad. Let me see if I bring down. me up one more shot. Um, I don't normally mess with that because once you start messing with, uh, <laughs> actually, I think I'm all the way up. You know what? Who cares? We'll make it work. Rand's dulcet, beautiful tones, but. Um, yeah, thank you for everybody who's been supporting the channel. I was trying to remember where I was going with that. But let's talk about Saints Row really quick because people want to hear about the news, but you got to be looking at this footage going, it kind of looks fun. Let, let us know, chat. Rand, let's hear from you first. I have a lot to say, and you've just been just begun. I mean, what do you want me to begin with Saints Row? Oh, I messed up. The, there we go. <laughs> We're, um, uh, well, I mean, just give us your impressions because you've kind of just – you got like four or five hours into it, and you're kind of playing it because why not? I, I want to hear what you have to say. People are like, Rand, mute yourself and then continue talking. That's the best. That's what I probably should do. <laughs> Wait, who uh, said that? <laughs> Red Wolf said something like that. No, Red Wolf said that. Let's see. Just see. Um, my initial impressions of Saints Row are a bit lukewarm. Okay. Uh, after probably four or five hours, it's. Uh, the humor in the game is completely lost on me. That's one of the reasons I really like Saints Row uh, was the combination of the open world gameplay and the over top topness of everything that's going on combined with the humor that the game had. And maybe it's because I'm older, right? Saints Row 1, 2, 3, and 4 all came out during the 360 era. 
and we've completely gone through an entire gener- entire generation where we didn't have a new Saints Row. And so maybe a I'm just weed, a little lad back then <laughs> in 05 yeah. or 06, right? So, you know, when I play through the the main missions and I listen to the to the, you know, conversations between the main characters and the group, I I just don't find any of it funny at all, really. So, I mean, you, but you uh, did find the old ones funny because I did, I didn't I as did. much, but that didn't bother me. Yeah, I did. So, I don't like find. I'm not finding myself laughing. I, I'm more finding myself just kind of like rolling my eyes at some of the stuff. And I don't really like the look of the open world. It's. I know you. You kind of like how it looks. I, I feel like it's too brown. Like it's just kind yeah, of yeah, just too brown. And you know the gameplay is very much you know 360 era open world. So as of right now, I'm not exactly in love with it. It, it. it sort of feels to me like how I how I felt along the lines of like Crackdown three in 2019, where I was hoping for something more, and they were just like, "No, it's just Crackdown one all over again," and it just was yeah. was boring after a bit. I I don't know. I I hope. I mean, I'll try to finish it because I usually when I start a game, I finish it, but. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of just do going through the motions, just doing things in the open world and yeah, I'm just it's it's at least right now it's not really enjoyable uh, as I was hoping it would be. But you have a different yeah. opinion on it, so. Yeah, I mean, I think the game looks very simple. It looks like you're playing a remastered 07 game for for sure, or at least a, a remastered 2012 game because it has it carries a lot of the animations over. The world looks pretty to me. Like it's got a nice color palette. You know, I've got purples and blues and hot oranges with the sunset. And you've got this, you know, Southwest thing going on, but it doesn't blow your mind. Nothing looks next generation. Like that's a, uh, that can really bother people. Like you, here you are on a series X or a PS five, and you want like some new game, like Volition hasn't really made a Saints Row game in six years or eight years, whatever it's been. And this, uh, I bet if you put Saints Row the third remaster and this one together, you wouldn't be able to tell which one was newer. If you, you know, someone like, you know, put the blindfold cup test, you know, on the table and said, which one is which? Like they just didn't elevate everything. But Rand, the game is fun. Like, I've been playing it by myself doing the open world stuff and going around and checking off all the side hustles. What a dumb name, hustles. And uh, playing in co-op with Dealer, but the bugs, Rand. I want to hear about some of the bugs because there can be some funny stories. What kind of stuff have you encountered? What's typical? I mean, I haven't really encountered any any bugs per se other than like I'll drive and like maybe go over a fire ingress extinguisher which will pop up my car like high in the air mm-hmm. i don't know if that's a feature or if that's a bug it's actually a feature uh, yeah it, it's ridiculous I, I think the one I, the, I experienced last night was like my character wasn't showing up on the mini map yeah so when i open up the map i couldn't see where i was which is kind of annoying but other than that i haven't had any uh other sort of bugs uh, at least on like a huge scale that some people have experienced. So when the game launched the day one for people who bought it at retail, like I did, I paid $60 for it. Right. Um, like I said, 
I actually don't. I think I said this on Fawn's show yesterday. I sat and watched Skillup's excellent thirty-minute review of the game Monday night after my podcast last week, and I sat there and I thought, "Yeah, I agree. He's like, what he's saying. This is uh, this game is not finished. It's not polished. You shouldn't buy it." And I knew, and I'm like, "Colt, you're gonna buy it." So I told myself, and I did, of course. And I was angry that night. I was like, "Why is this game so garbage?" And then the next morning, I started having a lot of fun, and I, I really have had fun with it. And, uh, I don't know. People don't like that. It's like, but it's like I'm supporting or I'm endorsing a broken buggy game because this morning ran, it's been broken more than it's ever been been broken the whole entire week. I had my character ran around with two guns in her hand and they wouldn't leave. Like they were stuck there and she would punch people holding two SMGs. Um, I, every time you go into a canned animation, uh, takedown, the character would like lay like, 45 degrees against the ground and you would punch the air and that happened every single animation this morning dealer and i tried to play co-op it wouldn't let us join my game it wouldn't let me join his game and on and on and on so that's what saints row is but i want people to watch what we've got here because i think it does look fun doesn't it looks like saints row to me (laughs) i mean fun fun's in the you know the eye of the beholders you know someone might find it a good time I'm not saying it's like horrible by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just sort of maybe the worst thing you could possibly say is I'm just finding it a little, a little too much, too boring. I guess, uh, like at least if it was funny, I it would have that going for it, or I could be like, all right, you know, the characters are are, are you know telling some jokes and you know it's getting well, me to laugh, try. but but they're but like some of the things they say, I just I just is I I'm like, is that supposed to be funny? Or am I too old? Is this supposed to be like the Simpsons? Old man yelling at the cloud. Am I am I the old man now? You know, no way. Just, just you know, for my birthday. Now I'm now I'm 41 years old. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm not the target demographic of of the humor anymore in this. But like I said, I'm only I'm only like five hours in, so maybe it gets better. Um, I think it's a but, case of the the writers or the people who are writing the dialogue and the jokes and the quips and stuff just aren't funny. Like it just simply aren't funny because it, it's the way it's hitting for people. And oh look, Cody Eastwood died. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I sat down to record an hour for the show today, and I thought I'm doing so horrible. I'm trying to keep it keep it moving, so you guys have some fun stuff to watch. But when you talk about that humor, like, are you too old? Like, I don't. I guess there is a type of humor that doesn't like work for you when you get to a certain age. Like some of the stuff on TikTok, I'm like, I just roll my eyes so hard they spin and then they spill my brain out the back of my head. But then some stuff on like a TikTok would make me laugh. But one thing that came out today was this PlayStation Lifestyle article ran that said that High on Life's dialogue was just as cringy as Forspoken's trailer last week or two weeks ago. That is oh. interesting. <laughs> is it you said it's a Kotaku article? No, it was PlayStation Lifestyle. Oh, PlayStation. Yeah, a verified a verified news source or verified. I mean, to be fair, I I could maybe see people someone who doesn't like the Rick and Morty style humor <clears throat> that they're going for in High in Life. Yeah. Or that someone who using, finds yeah. yeah, someone who finds that humor to be cringe. To be like, you know, look at that and be like, well, this is cringe. Like how Forspoken's dialogue was cringe, but I mean, Forspoken was like, I talk to a cuff now. I guess this is my life. 
You know, like nothing was as cringe <laughs> yeah. as that. You know what yeah. I mean? My my eleven uh, year old son quotes that trailer word for word because he's heard me play it so many times as I've shown people, and he he can nail that 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 delivery. But I I think most people were probably laughing with the high on life trailer, like when when the stabby knife came out and the swearing and and all that stuff. But you didn't have a viral campaign of Forspoken with millions of people like sharing that trailer and laughing at it. But uh, the two differences, Rand, is Forspoken won't sound like that during the whole game. High on Life will sound like that in the game, the way we're playing it. Are you, you never okay know with that? You never know if Forspoken could sound like that because if she's a character by herself, you, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of these third-person games have a co-op character or a second character is because they can constantly have dialogue going, so there's not just silence, right? It's why mm-hmm. Kratos has Atreus or why... You why know, Aloy speaks to herself right. a lot. Yeah, or you know, they, she speaks to herself. So it honestly could be like she could be talking to herself quite a bit during the game, uh, which, you know, judging from the dialogue, if that's the case, it, maybe it won't be very good. Do you think um, that she would break the fourth wall and act like she's talking to the player, or is she just having her inner monologue uh, uh, in the game? She could just be talking to herself, you know. I guess I, guess I don't we'll hate to, that. What, it depends. What, depends how it's written, I suppose, and how it's how it's performed, right? Yeah, and this is the team that made Final Fantasy 15, and they've broken off to do their own thing. It's like this is their first big shot at creating something on their own without. Following a formula, I suppose. So I like that. I I don't know. It's just the way that people made fun of Forspoken, and then this PlayStation magazine trying to take a trying to punch down at High on Life. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was like was... your your games. You know, you guys made fun of our game, so we're gonna make fun of of your game. Which... That's console war, Rand. That's console war. It's toxic. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Uh. We're going to talk about High on Life just a little, in a little bit, but um, let's talk about um, the other night. We were on a party chat. We were on an epic party chat yeah. uh, audience and chat. Um, it was like a 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and I jumped on to play Saints Row, and I was kind of kind of getting into that. You get that happy feeling where you're just, just enjoying the game, and you're glad you have something you can enjoy. And uh, Rand joins my party. And I was like, oh, because Rand and I don't always get to jump on because of uh, sleep schedules or whatever. So we're talking. And then Miles Dompierre jumps in, Hargeet Chani, and uh, Zocker, and Gaming Forte, like a lot of our good friends. So we had this big party chat. We we're having a good time. But that's not even the point. Like, we were up late. We were up late. This is what I'm getting to. And I'm go ba- I go to bed, shut everything off, go to bed. And I'm laying there with my phone, and Rand texts me, and he goes, hey, Colt, you up? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, no. What's going on? What what was the news, Rand? This was like five, uh, six days ago. Yeah, I texted you because it was like two o'clock in the morning my time. So it was like still midnight for you. And I was like, hey, you know, I wonder if Colt's still up. I texted you and I'm like, Colt, the PlayStation just increased price. <laughs> or the PS5 just increased their price. And then Colt like immediately called called me back. Like, and I'm, I answered, I'm like, what's pajamas? up? What? And you're like, wait, what? What's going on? I'm like, you won't believe it. 
But Jim Dance moves Ryan has pulled a fast one. And, and, and Colt's like, what'd he do? I'm like, PS5 raises price everywhere except the US. And Colt's like, no. And I'm like, yes, prepare the memes, Colt. Prepare the memes. It was, and, it was Colt, time to get out the stylus yeah. and start start making memes. Um, you know, we heard this rumor like two months ago or a month ago. That- it was a month ago during their financial call. They uh, an investor asked them about pricing, and they said that uh, they said that they had like no information regard. Like it wasn't a no where they said no. We have no intentions of raising the price. They basically were like. We have no intention yeah, yeah. this time or something. We're I can't not. Remember. We're not talking about it right now. They basically said we're not talking about it right now, and that raised people's eyebrows. And yeah. some websites ran with it. And it's funny because because PlayStation Nation was calling any of the websites that ran with that clickbait. Like, oh, you're just clickbaited it. They're never <laughs> going to raise the price of the consoles. That's funny because that's that's what pe- people were saying. They're never. You're not going to raise the price of the consoles. Did you make a video on that? Is that what no, you're saying? not. Oh no, I, I didn't. I, I just. I just remember, like there being uh, like tweets and uh, uh, forum posts where you know people are like, "Could PlayStation actually raise the price?" And literally everybody was like, "No, they're not going to raise the price. They're yeah. not stupid, right?" And then you know a month later, hey, the prices are raised. You know, not only that, but there's a a new PS5 in the market that's you know lighter. And uh, they probably reduce some of the costs of the system on a, on a system they've already said is profitable. So here we yeah, go, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, um, I don't know, I guess I was really surprised because the first thing I thought of when you announced that was that the they had just said a year ago, and I went and looked, and it was like almost a year ago on the money, like a week off of 12 months ago, they said, we're finally not selling the PS5 at a loss. And there's uh, even more news that came out today that in Australia, they're seeing the PS5 start to roll out that has the lighter and more affordable materials in it to save PlayStation more money on creating the consoles. But yet, there's still a price hike. So I want to ask you what their strategy, like what is, how are they approaching this? Uh, you can start by talking about what's going on in the U.S. because that's kind of like the curveball for everybody. I mean, how are they approaching this? They're approaching this by saying, "Give us more money for the same product that you've been paying, you know, this price for the last two years." Except in the U.S. because right. you guys matter, and the Xbox is actually fierce competition here. It's very, very close. You know, maybe we're only ahead by half a million unit or five hundred thousand units or whatever. Uh, we, we can't be more expensive in the U.S. because that will give the Xbox uh, an advantage, which more and more people might pick up a Series S and Game Pass, and that's not something we want. But Why? hey, because, the rest of the, because the, rest the, of the world, the PS, subsidize PS, it. Because the... Oh, yikes. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Because the PS5 and Series X and S are really close in sales numbers. In the United States, like in in North America with Canada and Mexico, they're off by three million or something in sales, but they must be really close in the states. Yeah, supposedly they're they're quite close. It's it's a very very fierce and competitive market. Now people will say, you know, they didn't they're not doing this in the states because you know macroeconomics and uh, 
you know, stuff like that, uh, even though yeah. the United States has pretty bad inflation. So they'll point to the uh, strong dollar exchange rates uh, as the reason why. But the reality is they're not doing it because this is Xbox's best market and it's extremely close. And if you were to raise the price of the PlayStation 5 50 bucks, then that makes Xbox look even better. Mm-hmm. And people might actually choose the Series S. Uh, or the Series X instead, and PlayStation does not want to be number two in the most important market because clearly that's what that's what Sony's saying by our, all this is they're saying that everybody in the rest of the world, the Europe, UK, Asia, you know, uh, Japan, uh, Australia, where Nick lives, uh, yeah. Canada, you're not as important as the people in the United States. You can all pay more, uh, and they can pay less. And, and they're uh, you're already just gonna... sort of paying more anyway, aren't they? Um, well, I know in you Australia, know. when you buy a PS5, it costs more than an, an Xbox before this price hike, right? I mean, you mean like it, compared to the price here in the States? Um, I mean, help me out. I know we've got a couple of people from Australia who are here. I, I think I've been told before by them that when you, it's cheaper to get a Series X than a PS5 in Australia before this happened. The PS5 Maybe. is slightly more money. They just they have a higher price. But um, that it wouldn't make this price hike such a big deal. But what if... Um, Special Nick says they're the same price. Same price. Okay. Okay. So uh, you're wrong, Cody. Are so the games... Wrong. 750 AU. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I know that we talked about game prices. And maybe they just talk about how... The number the number is higher, but with the United States, I have two questions for you because one of Hargit Chani was talking to me and he said that the only reason they're not hitting the USD is because of that tag, the USD. If they keep the PS5 at 499 USD, all of their marketing could say 499 USD, even though they're selling it higher in a bunch of other countries. What do you think about that take? He thinks about Maybe. marketing perception. Uh, I, I mean, there might be something to do with marketing, uh, but I don't know. I I think it's more. I think it's more that they looked at it. They looked at like how much inflation is is you know raising the cost of the components of the console. They're looking at their. P&L sheets and their, you know, what shareholders expect and demand. And they know if they're selling all these millions of consoles and all of a sudden now, instead of say making, instead of say making $50 profit on each console sold, now they're only making $10 profit or perhaps breaking even. Well, that doesn't look good for their, you know, for what they've been saying, right? Like when you're posting these record breaking things, you want to continue. Stockholders want, you know, infinite growth. So Sony's probably looking looking at it like, you know what? We can get away with this. So we're going to raise the prices so we can either break even or make more money. So we can report later on next year that, you know, we had record-breaking revenue and maybe record-breaking profits. And uh, everybody's going to, you know, all the stockholders are going to be extremely pleased with us uh, because we're providing them value. So, I mean, I don't know. We'd have to, 
I mean, is it one of those things? I, I don't know. Like, since I, I don't really see ads for the PlayStation 5, we're not, I'm not in France or in Australia. Can sure. I actually run an ad in Australia that says, hey, get a PS5, mates. Run down to the didgeridoos and uh, get a PS5 for four ninety nine USD when, like, it's no, not, is, you know? No, like, I don't think it works that way. I think maybe what Hargeet's alluding to is, like, it's like the starting at. Like, you can see an ad anywhere. They can just say PS5 starting at uh, asterisk 499. And it says dollar amounts in USD, uh, blah, blah, blah. And check your country for additional, you know, prices or whatever. And maybe they just do it that way. Um, I don't know. Perception is a big thing. And here's the other thing we have to think about with this PS5 price hike is that PlayStation is in a really dire situation, all right? One year ago, they were already not selling the console at a loss, which last generation, the PlayStation 4 typically lost money or broke even the entire generation. And here they are in a situation where they're able to say, we're no longer selling the PlayStation 5 at a loss. Now, uh, it's a, I'm a bit behind on the footage that's playing right now, but if you're seeing me restart the game, it's because there's a game-breaking bug where the camera will zoom in and you could do nothing about it. What great, 60 bucks, what a game. But anyway, um, as I was saying, <laughs> as I try to get my train of thought back, Ran, they're in this situation where they were selling the PS5 at a profit or they weren't taking a loss uh, in August of 2021. And now they're in this situation where the rise of components from AMD, the, the, the heat sink, plastic shipping and export import, everything has gone up in price because of what's gone on over the past two years. And they said, we need to do something about, it. we need to pass this burden onto our, onto our consumers but they're also in the middle of two... They're on a second revision, Rand, of the PS5 to lighten the cost of manufacturing and acquisition of parts and production. And every... every uh, they, they, they shaved off 300 grams from the new PS5, Rand, which when you're sending pallets of PS5s on a container ship, that all can add up to a lot of money that you get to keep for profits when you sell on your profit margin. So they're in the situation, Ram, where they've cut costs on the console to help them save on the uh, what they're paying to get the console out to market, and they've done a price hike in major countries around the world. Except here, Cold Eastwood. Except here. So it must have been really bad. And so the next thing that happened is your podcast mate and best friend, Jez Corden, was at Gamescom in Germany, and he did the legwork and asked the question everyone wanted to ask. And do you know the story behind that or who helped him reach out? I mean, I think Xbox PR was in, was, in, was at Gamescom. So I think, I think he asked them around and, you know, they He's said, like, hey, wait, wait for a response. And then, you know, uh, Xbox responded to Jazz and I think a few others with, with a statement, uh, which you probably have right in front of you, correct? Um, I no, I do not have. I'm not because this, this is a because prof- this is a professional podcast, this is a right? Very professional. But you know, the be- even better is I have the statement memorized. How about that? Oh well, I mean, it is only like a sentence. So. Yeah, it was something like, "No, we're not." Nah, was that what it was? They just said nah. No, no, slash no, no. They said, I think they said they don't have they don't they don't have any plans or at this time or something like that. Yeah, or they're they're constantly evaluating. 
the pricing or, or I, something like that. It, it, it you was know, something Nintendo like we're constantly evaluating how Sony has been. Ga- no, I'm just kidding. No, N- yeah, Nintendo was- said no, and Xbox said no, and uh, that was it. So no, no price increase for you know Xbox Series X and S or the Nintendo Switch. And Nintendo could probably get away with it, even though their 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 hardware is like five years old. Although they did raise prices of their hardware last year when they released the OLED, so I think that was like fifty bucks more. But you were uh, getting something for sure. I yeah, mean, people were really impressed with that screen. Uh, can we pour some cold water over this, Randall Thor? Um, in what way? I think that um, in a couple weeks, PlayStation will announce something. Like they'll announce um, a state of play, or they'll announce something, or they'll they'll get ready to make market God of War Ragnarok for its next maybe its next showing. And um, and I'm not saying this like this is how they put dirt over a grave, right? But I just feel like this is a terrible thing to do the price hike. But I think we'll all have forgotten about it and forgiven them uh, in the very near future because. You, you can't reverse this. This isn't like the Xbox Live price hike where everyone was up in arms and within eight hours they reversed it. This is not being changed. Yeah, what but you, you know what? Happen? You know what? If the Xbox community was like the PlayStation community, everybody in the Xbox community would have defended the price hike of Xbox Live Gold to $120, and it would have been $120. So uh, because a lot of the yeah. PlayStation community are, are, are capping for this. You know, they're, they're, they're saying that this is, this is great. You know, they have this attitude that if you pay more, you get more and uh, it's a premium product or whatever. But it's funny cause nobody was talking about that when, when we were speculating about the price in 2020, nobody was saying that the PS five should be more expensive than the Xbox because right. they were worried. They that, were hoping that, it would be $400 and the they, they were hope, would be yeah, they, they were hoping it was going to be a hundred dollars cheaper than the Xbox. So, the, so it could destroy it. Sell, I'll sell two to one, but suddenly now, no, it's great to be more expensive because it's premium. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I guess, I mean, you're right in the sense that maybe nobody's going to be talking about this, uh, down the road. It'll just be accepted. And it's like, yeah. well, PlayStation's $50 more. Hey, did you see the new gameplay they showed of Wolverine and Spider-Man two and oh, God of War? Much, I think it'll be much sooner when last of us forget. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, if it's, you know, if Sony has a showcase coming next week, they're probably going to announce it sometime this week. And then, you know, the PlayStation fans are going to be like, all right, cool. Like who cares about, I already have my PlayStation. This doesn't affect me. I can't wait to see what bangers I'll be playing on my PS5. My, my greatness. Yeah. So, yeah. um, well, well, I guess we'll see how this all plays out. You know, I, it's just uh, it's up to Microsoft to sort of take the initiative now to market the Xbox a little bit harder in these places that are affected by the price increase. You know, in the Germanys and the Frances and the Spains and the UKs and all these places. Uh, it's it's up to Xbox to like maybe increase marketing and and awareness that hey you know we we got we got value we got we got we got these with Series S we got Series X we got you know Game Pass we got all these things and we're cheaper you know we're mm-hmm. better and we're cheaper uh so you know because people could just basically forget and it's 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 on Xbox to uh make people to keep it in people's minds that yeah. you know 
no, we stayed the same, and we got all this coming, so come join us. Uh, but even Phil said recently that you know he expects that uh, demand for the consoles are still going to be uh, outstrip supply this yeah. this year. So uh, maybe they won't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really watch TV, so I don't really see a lot of. I don't know if who's marketing what, but that's what I would do if I was Xbox. I'd I'd increase my marketing spend in those in those. Uh, I definitely don't see other PlayStation or Xbox commercials on Hulu and Netflix content. And the only time I watch regular broadcast TV is like the Super Bowl. And then I'm like, oh, hey, uh, a Halo commercial. But that's so rare. Um, let me grab a couple of uh, supers. And I want to get into talking about what Phil said because um, there's a lot to unpack there as well. Sith Lord, thank you so much for the super. Says, OMG, it's the birthday man with a million. Rand experienced a yet yeah, another birthday. Thank you. Well, no, I didn't. Saturday. Yes, on Saturday was great. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of lot of uh, people t- tuned in. We, you know, it's incredible getting all these happy birthday wishes from everybody in the community. You know, so uh, really, really made my day. Even though my day was nothing special, it's just me hanging out by myself. It, it really made me smile and made my well, day. Not technically. everybody. You were hanging out with Jez for half the day. Well, and yeah. All of your- all the great people that you check know, out Xbox so Two, which is here's that makes the thing. It pretty cool. Here's the thing. I'm gonna ask chat this. I'm gonna ask chat this. Okay. So you know, Jez wished me happy birthday. He had Sean Labrie create the new rebranded Xbox <laughs> Two Peppa Pig podcast, right? Yep. Everybody uh, during the podcast wishing me happy birthday, and mm, my bestie Cole Eastwood didn't wish me happy birthday. Nope. He told Cold Eastwood totally forgot about me. I was uh, it, I was doing the the burly manly thing where I you know try to pretend like you know I'm too tough to say happy birthday to you, Rand. While you were doing your podcast and and celebrating your birthday online, I was at a rock band gig that I did with my band that I used to play with six years ago, and um, so I was like doing a different in front of the mic thing, lead singer, rhythm guitarist, and. Um, Wow, it's tough to do when you're old, <laughs> carrying all the gear. But yeah, it was a super busy day, and uh, up at seven, all the way out of town, did the gig, got home, and then Rand's like, "Where's my birthday wish?" And I'm like, "Come on, Rand, happy birthday, bro!" Happy even birthday. even even Dealer Gaming wished me happy birthday. Dealer Gaming, he's yeah, like, he did on Monday. He, he yeah. texted no, he texted me like, uh, he he texted me like at eleven p.m. He's like. I was just on Twitter and saw it was your birthday. Happy birthday. And I'm like, thanks, dealer. You're better than Colt because Colt hasn't said shit. And Colt's supposed to be my friend. I told I Rand. Cri- I went to, Rand, I went to I told- bed that night and I cried because Colt forgot about me. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it's just another day. You know, I'm 41. You're 62. It's, it's all right, bro. You know what? One of these, your next birthday or the one after that, you're not going to know what number age you are that and that's gonna be it's gonna be a real kicker assassin who's been a channel member for 15 months says hi colton rand good to see and hear you guys rand what kind of cake did you have for your birthday so who's excited uh, about that ps5 Frank? well i'm on a diet so nice I, i've been i've been i've been trying to get healthy but i i, I did get uh a slice just a slice of oreo cake oh. that uh like um uh, the Jewel, which is the place where we go shopping to get all of our groceries, 
which is probably a Midwest thing. You guys probably don't know what Jewel is. Mm-mm. Uh, but uh, they had like a like a, a single slice where it was like Oreos on top and like chocolate, and I was like, yeah, that, that's birthday present for me right there. Mm. You know, I can almost almost taste. You it. can taste it, and I know you would have gotten a. Uh, you would have gotten a, a, some Mountain Dew to go go along I, with it. I would, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I just need a little extra sugar just to just to get to hit the sweet spot. Hargy Johnny says, "Happy belated birthday, Rand!" And he put a little birthday cake, so he's teasing. Special Nick says, uh, "This is for Colt, not Rand. Rand hasn't earned it." And he gave me an Australian two dollars. So, uh, yeah, uh, an Australian dollar. What do they call them? Dollaroos. Australian dollar ruse, two 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 dollar ruse, Do- dodgery dues. I think is what they dodgery dues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten and OVB with an Australian two dollars. So shout out to the Aussies here listening while working, and I think it's around probably about noon over there, depending on what part of Australia you're in, which is a massive landform, and I've driven all over it in Forza Horizon Three. Hargy Johnny says, "Let's support Sony on platforms other than PS5 with a Spider Man Steam Goblo key." And he put that in there uh, several minutes ago. Biff Rinaldi, thank you for the super, says, what if Xbox drops the, drops the prices in these countries? Well, the Series S is $20 cheaper or $30 cheaper right now than normal. Right, Rand? I mean, it, 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 it fluctuates. Sometimes it's full price. Sometimes it can get down to 260 It just, I guess it depends on maybe whatever promotions some of these retailers are. But you know, you know what, Colt? What's now up? with everything kind of in focus, right? And hindsight being twenty twenty, and seeing how the shortages, and now PlayStation raising the price. Man, maybe Microsoft's best decision was really making that Xbox Series S, huh? Oh, it's absolutely their best decision. Three ninety nine. It plays all next generation games, no matter what, no matter what pixel count, which won't matter soon. And um, yeah, I mean. It, Oh, people are bothered by the Series S. Some developers, but whenever you bring that up, that's a point of contention for people. They don't like that that exists. They don't like it being counted amongst the PS5. Um, it's yeah, it's been a problem. Stop the count. Stop. Don't. It, it should be totally different. If you're having a good time here, show your support. We've got oh, almost 800 people watching the show. This is Ecstasy Podcast. I'm Cole Eastwood here on the Cole Eastwood Channel, and I'm here with my really good friend. Randall Thor from his Randall Thor 19 YouTube channel and Xbox two podcast, hit the like button to show your support and uh, share this out. So people can check out what Man, we're going to talk about there. You know, you, you say that like the Randall Thor 19 YouTube channel makes me think like I should change it to like Randall gaming or something, you know, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get iconic enough. You won't have to do that. Randall Thor. Let me get a couple more supers. Red Wolf says with the $10, since it isn't affecting the USA right now, we have to make a stand about how we feel because if it was on the other shoe, no one would defend it or because it isn't affecting us. I hope that makes sense. I think he's saying, what if Microsoft decided they need to you know, deal with taking that hit on the extra cost of components? When would you see Xbox raise the price of the Series S consoles? Series and Xbox. Would- See, the reason I think they were a little bit robotic in their response and not really like flowery where they, because Xbox really could have went for like the kill, so to speak. They could have easily put out a statement that's like, we know times are tough and inflation is making things hard, but here at Xbox, we just want to let everybody know that 
the cost of the Series X and S are going to stay the same, and we won't pass the costs on to you, our fans and customers. Really sort of clowning PlayStation and throwing them under the bus, right? They could yeah. have done that, but it was definitely more of a, of a corporate answer, a robotic answer, because even though I think the Xbox has no plans, you, you don't know what the future holds. Like, what if, you know, six months from now, there's a run on Silicon, and now Silicon cost a th- uh, you know increases a thousand percent and then they're forced to really uh you know uh, jack up their prices because of it so yeah. it's one of those things where they they don't want to put themselves in a in you know definitive in in a corner statement so it's like yeah we, you know we're evaluating we're not doing it uh you know because they're not going to but you can't always say like for sure because you never know, you know, what's going to happen with all these things a year from now. So, um, and as you know, as far as like you know, what he said, like we need to speak up a hundred percent. Because, like we, you know, a recent example, and we mentioned it earlier with you know Xbox Live Gold. If everybody had been quiet, or if everybody had just started bootlicking Xbox. Yeah. Uh, they would have kept the price increase. They would have been like, all right, well, nobody has a problem with this, and everybody is saying how good it is and stuff, so it's now $120 a year. It's only through our response and how everybody felt on social media and elsewhere that they were like, yeah, we can't do this. You know, Xbox is very much trying to be the good guys. Like, <sighs> Yeah, uh, I mean, but... Know, they, got a very, they got a very, like, grassroots movement going, right? So... It's uh, weird to say grassroots with one of the biggest companies on the planet, but the the difference between the Xbox Live price hike was there was no justification for it. There was no raise, rising costs that justified it. There was nothing being added to. There was no outside um, effect, something affecting them to rise the price of Xbox Live Gold. They were just like, this is going to be the new price. It's basically double. And uh, everyone fought against it, and they realized, oh, and as like uh, we know, they did it in the middle of a global pandemic when everybody was, a lot of people were losing their jobs. So oh, yeah. they, a very tone deaf situation. But here you have PlayStation, who is the market leader. They are at the top next to the PlayStation Switch. They are, they sell the most games on the console space, uh, probably, I would say. And there just is no justification for them to not eat this. But when you look at the stock value of Sony versus Microsoft, Microsoft can stand to just kind of eat some of these things because they're making money in other ventures. Does that make sense, Rand? Yeah, I mean, you know, PlayStation's only a billion-dollar you know company, and Xbox, Microsoft is a trillion-dollar company. So yeah. they can they can afford to essentially take a loss. Plus, Xbox's main um market is the US and as we've said before the exchange rate is a lot better here than it is elsewhere um so it's just it's one of those like look I'll always speak my mind um you know I made I made I made a nice little spicy video about this where I had a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh because I, I do when I look at Jim Ryan I I do see a person who is very much like doesn't care what customers think. You know, he he's very much the cold calculating businessman. You know, hey, mm-hmm. you, 
basically his bean counters are like we need to raise prices, inflation's up, uh, our profits are down. We need you know we could raise it by fifty and nobody's gonna care. And Jim Ryan's like, all right, do it. Whereas like, you know, like Xbox would have to really think twice about that because of how they're perceived by people. Um, so the chat's yeah. killing me. By the way, I'm I'm listening. I'm on your every word, Rand. But the chat also does kill me. They're hilarious. Paris is well, like said, is "Hey, I, Paris said, hey, Rand, I need Game Pass so I can play all these games at once." You need them all to. <laughs> Wait, are we, are, we, are we saying the Paris? Is, yeah, the is, Paris. Yeah, Paris Lily. The Paris. Uh, Paris likes to jump in here once in a while, but if he sees Rand, he sees blood, and he will strike. Yeah, he says, "Tell Rand to play all the Game Pass games at once." <laughs> yeah, we'll tell Paris to go watch one episode one episode a week. Why don't you go? Why don't you go play one chapter of Last of Us Part One, and then wait a week to play part two right because that's set in seasons right spring spring summer winter fall so paris i hope you play through fall he can only play 45 minutes you know because it's got to be like yeah. an episode 45 well, no, minutes I, no, no, then... no 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 see see then you gotta wait a week because by waiting a week you can anticipate that's what everybody tells me if you if you have to wait a week in between things it makes you anticipate it more so hopefully when paris is sitting there playing through and reviewing Last of Us Part 1 to tell us if it's actually worth the $70. Hopefully, he play through fall, or, or, or play through spring, whatever one is first, waited a week to play through summer, waited another week to play through fall, and then waited another week to play through uh, the, the last season. Because that'd be the proper way to get yourself hyped. Get yourself anticipating oh everything that's going on in that game, right? Because because that's how we consume media. Because I don't know about you, you know, when when your favorite artist puts out a new record, don't you just listen to one song and then a week later listen it's to not even the song same number brand. two? It is the same exact Albums thing. Albums aren't it episodic. Is. Albums and, and games aren't thing. episodic. Do you, do you read one chapter of a book and then wait to read the second chapter of a book a week later? Mm, no, of course you don't. No, no. I will die on this hill. I will go to battle against Paris over Paris this. says, I need my $70 worth so I can savor it and play it in 15-minute increments. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Uh, I need to get on a podcast with Paris so we can debate this. You know what? Invite him I, on the I show. Will die, I, I will die on this hill. I had Paris on Xbox, too. It was great. People loved it. It was like, you got it, Paris on there? I'm like, yeah, man, Paris is great. I got to be on that same show. Um, I think we were on together for a little bit. I don't remember. You know, they... <laughs> Uh, the, the cool thing about this podcast community is it all kind of feels like we're all working together all the time. But um, I, I want to you were you started to bring up something before you, you tried to arm wrestle Paris, and I've seen his arms. So Rand, please don't do that. Please don't do that. But I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't arm wrestle him. I'd lose. <laughs> um, you were talking about Jim Ryan and Digital Foundry put out their report video this morning, and John Linneman who favors playstation but mostly favors retro games i really really like lineman he's really freaking talented he his videos are so well made but he's he expressed some frustration today ran i don't know if you watched the clip where he talked about he feels like jim ryan is kind of the don matrick of playstation ooh, right now. ooh and when i think of that i think of your picture that you made of don matrick morphing into jim ryan Right or Jim Ryan morphing into Don Matrick or whatever, yeah, I, which one it was. I, I gotta preface this that I yes I made the meme, but I don't. 
I, I can make the joke, but I really like what Jim's been doing. And all the stuff that Jim's been doing, Rand, is not going to affect me. And I've said many times here and other places, I've got a PS5 down here. If they put a game on PC day and date, I'm pretty sure I'm going to play it on the PS5 and not even bother with the PC because I like just like the stuff that's going on with the console and my progress, right? You know, the, the trophies, whatever. It, it's fine. The PS5 runs games really, really great. Tell me what you think about this Don Matrick thing. Like, cause it seems like there's been the articles popping up lately. You've kind of shared a couple with me about the distaste for PlayStation lately. Is this a real thing? Uh, you see, that's the thing. Is it a real thing as in, is it sweeping a general populace of people yeah. that, yeah, people that aren't, cause that's the thing. Like you, you get on Twitter and you see, all this stuff, and you just don't know if that's really how people truly feel, because uh, Twitter and social media can sometimes be an echo chamber. So you don't really know what the general feeling is. But I think for a lot of people, they look at like Don Matrick, and the difference between John and Jim was like Don actually was a developer. You know, okay. there's a big difference there. Don was a gamer. You know, he created games. I don't. I, Jim just likes like he's a businessman, an accountant of some kind. So people look at Don and they look at Jim and the thing is, it's like they, they view them both like that because they sort of feel like that's how where Xbox started to go in a different direction and how PlayStation is kind of going in a different direction than Jim, right? Like Don came in and one of his things was like media. So like Netflix, uh, then he, you know, was around when connect came in, right? And Xbox started going after a more casual audience. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, the brainchild, TV, 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 the Xbox One isn't really a gaming console. It's more of a hub to watch your TV shows and, you know, hook your cable box into. And it was just kind of like that was his vision. And he totally kind of destroyed what Xbox had going for it during the 360 generation. And then you look at Jim Ryan and people. I mean, he did it people, before. He did it before the 360 ended. Like, remember when in 2009 or 2010 when the Connect came out was hot, and he was pushing yeah. Windows Seven integration across your house. Like, he wanted everybody to buy a 360 for each part of the room so they could get their entertainment, their TV, and then their music put that through that. I want to talk about that in a minute, but keep going. Well, so then then you have Jim Ryan who comes in after you know Sean Layden after. Andrew House and Jack Trenton, where like PlayStation 4 was all about this is they position themselves as like this is gaming. We made a system just for gaming. We made games just for you guys. And they had a collection of great games. And PlayStation, you know, they they made a stumble in the PS3 era. They 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 came back strong. And Jim Ryan takes over and first thing you know, boom, lying about generations. Right, remember yeah, the whole cross-gen right. thing, lying about yep. generations because they didn't want to catch the heat on that, and then to raising the price ten dollars to seventy bucks. Right? Uh, oh, you also now, if you want to upgrade your game from PS4 to PS5 and some like ten dollar upgrade fee. So it kind of seems and there were like a lot, a lot of little of- things like your PS4 controllers aren't going to work with your PS5, yeah, yeah. which. May not sound like a big deal, but you buy a PS5, you get one controller, and you have probably have three or four from your PS4. Well, and like Xbox, people are like, it was kind of cool that you, so, hey, if only you know. Anyway, well, the thing ahead. was, it's like so. So you had like the Peter Moore's 
and the you know the the Jason or Jason uh, Jay Allards of the 360 era, mm-hmm. who's definitely seemed like this is about gaming first and foremost. But then Don Matrick was like, no, this is more about business and these other things. And then entertainment, it, yeah. And then like you know the the the, the Jack Trentons and the the Sean Ladens were like, this is love those hundred percent hundred percent first and foremost about gaming and PlayStation, right? So one of the big reasons why the PlayStation guys don't like Jim is because then. Jim is out here being like, PlayStation consoles aren't enough for me. Mm. And he's bringing all of his games to PC. And we know the PlayStation fans don't like that. But then not only is he bringing all all these games to PC, he's also being like, we're making live service games. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of the community don't like like live service games. So well, that's it's do- okay to say you're making live service games because you're like, oh, they're making ten more games that I'm going to get. But the problem was is the narrative that was driven for ten years that Xbox doesn't make games where you can get the single player experience, and PlayStation says, oh, we're going to make these games. Like they almost said, hey, we're going to do what Xbox is doing and make these service based games. But really, what they're saying is we're going to do really? what's trending in the market. But it goes well, against that you- narrative, so it really upsets people. Right? If you put yourself in, in in the shoes of a PlayStation fan who really f- maybe fell in love with the company and what they were doing with the PS4 era where it was about single-player gaming mm-hmm. and you are the most important factor of it because these games are exclusive. And then the next guy that comes in is like, you're not important enough. You have to pay more for these games. Uh, we're also taking these games and putting them on PC, and also we're following the industry trend where we're chasing the money and making live service games after a generation where we told you single player is all that really matters. You I can mean, definitely yeah. you can definitely tell or see why some PlayStation fans would look at Jim Ryan and being like, "This is." You know, our shout, Don Matrick. Shout out to Mon. Shout out to Mon Datrick in the in the chat. By the way, say hi to him, Rand. We got Mon Datrick. Uh, who? <laughs> Mon, Mon Datrick. Datrick. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I love it. Um, the the kind of cool thing. There's these Don Matrick and Jim Ryan like type uh, accounts, and they, and they're not terrible people they they keep it pretty decent so uh yeah i like to see them around because they they, they're actually pretty decent and nice and they have a good clean fun so we can appreciate that um you know a lot about this ran a little side shoot out of this thing don matrick i talked about how he was leading the 360 into greatness and then the connect thing was huge the connect was like the most popular accessory of all time at that time and the Xbox 360 sort of became, they put Rare on Connect Games. You, you guys know this, right? You know what kind of the picture I'm painting. The 360, toward the very end of the generation, kind of morphed into this gaming platform that we weren't subscribed to, right? I want to ask oh. you, Ran, about, because people say often that when Don Matrick is in charge, Xbox was doing its best. But you know about the beginning of the Xbox One generation and who brought those games that kicked off that generation. You remember well, what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Phil Spencer was head of Xbox Game Studios. So, it, what you know, are we talking people like? T- people what, talk what about years? like Rise and Quantum Break. Okay. I mean, I think Phil joined X. I think he was joined head of uh, Xbox Studios in 2009, maybe, I want to say it was. Okay. So, like, all the games that came towards the later end of the 360 gen and then all the launch titles, you know. Phil would have been heavily involved in that. So yeah, there are people that look at like, oh, Xbox was great 
when Don Matrick is in charge when mm-hmm. we had games or whatever. But, you know, that's not necessarily true. But then again, you know, like Phil was, you know, head of studios. But, yeah, it's just... Bro, I mean, I is hate it true? Con- I think Tim Dog said oh, that... I hate to connect. Oh, it ruined Xbox. It ruined Xbox. It's, it's, it, yeah, it kind of did. And we just bought... For twenty dollars, we just on Amazon we bought the disc of Dance Central Two. It's actually really hard to find. We lost our disc. We play it once a year, and we were playing it the other day. And I and I, I haven't had the connect up in a, in like a couple of years because we lost the disc two or three years ago. And it brought back memories of that era of three sixty, and it's super fun. But the rest of the connect stuff, I think, is just a total throwaway for me, and um, and a joke, right? But is it true, as Tim Dog said, that Phil was responsible for? procuring sunset overdrive and like you said rise son of rome and uh quantum break like when xbox was actually putting out games at the beginning of the generation and then after that don Matrick left and all those games were already released i think is that kind of how the picture went for xbox all those games were in development and stuff yeah don Matrick didn't got la- those don Matrick didn't last long they released the console November of 2013, and I think he was gone by March the next year because Phil became head of Xbox. Like he, like you know, Don Matrick was like, "Oh man, I screwed up." I like to say he was fired, and they yeah, just yeah. they just they kind of told him to, to leave. Yeah. I mean, like somebody had to pay for uh, how the Xbox One launched and everything, you know, leading up to it. Because Jesus, what a disaster! What yeah. a disaster that was. So yeah, we got we got Phil Spencer, the head, and then eventually, you know, he got on the executive board. Uh, the purse strings were loosened. Started acquiring studios, then started acquiring publishers. It, it started so. doing the gamers first focus because, like he said in many interviews, that the first thing he did as head of Xbox was to put the gamer in the center of everything, and that's when they did back and pat, which is a free thing. That was that was a huge turnaround. Um, I want to talk about this interview with Bloomberg. And if you're having a good time here, we've got almost a thousand people watching the show. Uh, I'm here with Randall Thor 19, the man with a million. Hit the like button. Thousand people tuned in to hear Cold Eastwood. <laughs> Tune in to hear Cold Eastwood look at Rand's icon. There are probably but- a thousand people tune in and be like, where the heck is Gaz? Where's the sauce? <laughs> we, met, we want we you know the sauce would have been very potent this week if Gaz was here. In fact, uh, I have it on good authority that Gaz is trying to enjoy his vacation abroad while he uh, tries to create sauce in in foreign in a foreign market. So hopefully that works out for him and uh, he gets out of that. Uh, <laughs> that what do you call it? The uh, gulag. Soon he can make his way back. Dude, but. It was amazing. Did you see the because of the money he saved with Xbox Game Pass, the 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 penthouse suite he was able to afford? Oh my goodness! Yeah, the morning he got there, he sent me a video of this extravagant place that I could only dream of staying. Um, I think Gaz might have other business ventures. Who knows? Or he's just loaded rich. But uh, you know, I'm happy for him. He's he's a good guy. But let's let's. Uh, I think that's yeah. That's, well, actually, there was a couple things. Let me before I talk about Phil Spencer. This will be really quick, but I think it's fun. PlayStation price hiked the PS5. They reduced costs for the manufacturing, and they still price hiked, ran, and then they turned around and announced that they have an exclusive quest only on PlayStation for Hogwarts Legacy, the Harry Potter game. I need your opinion wow. on this, Rand. Is this, is this sleazy or is this greasy? Well... That's business. 
See, I... I might go a different direction. I think this is maybe more on... More on Warner Brothers. I think... Because it it takes two to tango, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Sony's basically being like, here's some money, get us an exclusive content. But just because you're offering money for something exclusive doesn't mean the other, other party has to take it. So... I mean, if you're offered money for... Is this something that they said, okay, we're going to pick this quest and we're going to, we're going to slice it apart. Oh, totally. Here. It's, it's, it's not like, it's not like they weren't going to create this quest and because of Sony's money, they were able to go and actually make it. Like it was just, hey, Sony's on. like, Hey, hang on. pause. Shout out to Zucker. Who's, le- who's uh, leaving the chat. He's really sick. And I was hanging out with him a bit on the party chat, trying to cheer him up. And we've been having some good laughs. So he'll, he'll be fine. But yeah, he's been feeling really under the weather and, uh, you know, when when one of your buddies is sick, it's good to make them laugh so their ribs hurt or something. Is or, he really sick, though? He made like 15 videos. <laughs> he's a machine. But shout out to Zocker. Um, he, he, he's dying, and he's still being like making videos like... He's like, upload! <laughs> like reaching, yeah. you know, like the tendril of his finger, the blood drip hits the button. Uh, Zocker's awesome. So, I, I'm sorry, do you even remember what you were saying? Uh, um, we're talking about the exclusive, the exclusive quest. Quest that I yeah. Was. So basically, Sony's like, we got this money. We're gonna give you. Can you give us? Can you give us anything exclusive? And like, well, we do have this one quest that we could give you. <laughs> we do have um, this one. We're thinking about cutting. Is yeah, it's one? one of those. It's it's a it's a it's a shitty. And I'm use the word here on your. <laughs> it's a shitty practice because Sony Sony did that last gen with Destiny, where like guns and a, a whole and, strike and like. A quest, like would be exclusive sometimes the call of duty stuff there'd be like a, a mode or whatever that would be exclusive for a year i think that is pretty shitty shady practices but at the same time i can't just say it's sony's fault because you know warner brothers is the one who accepted the money and decided to also do it so yeah it's really yeah, on yeah. both of them uh, because Sony, I mean, you could see why Sony wants it, right? Like, I just they wouldn't. Think- I don't see any studios saying no. We don't. We're above that. I, I. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I also think that when the deal is proposed, uh, it's going to happen, and of course, it's a crappy business practice. Well, yeah, I mean, Sony's doing it because they they think it'll draw business to them, right? That that Harry Potter is such a big thing that okay. We're going to market it, so when you think Harry Potter, you think PlayStation. And, oh, we also going to be like, hey, Xbox fans and PC fans, you don't get the full experience because you're missing something, so pick it up on PlayStation. I I understand why PlayStation would do it because it gives them you know, uh, a leg up on everybody else. This is the place to play Hogwarts Legacy. This is the place to play Harry Potter, you know? Void rat. (laughs) I asked the chat if they were enjoying this gameplay. I mean, I think the gameplay is kind of entertaining enough to watch. But um, when I told Fonz that I was enjoying the game, but it's really crappy how it's not a you know completed you know fixed product or whatever, people got really mad that I said I was enjoying it. But um, I mean, I did pay for it, and it is nice to get your money's worth. I I feel like I am, but. uh, yeah, the exclusive quest. I don't know how. One more question is how long do you think that quest is? Because I kind of in my mind am thinking sometimes a quest is 
maybe eight, 15 minutes, you know, and maybe that's all this is. Um, I don't know. I don't it's know. tough to say without knowing any of the quest lengths in, yeah. in the main game, you know, but Hey, it's just one of those things where Sony's, it just, Sony's like, Hey, you know what? It's a necessity. We got to raise the prices. Jim dance moves, line Ryan's out there talking about how they have to do this. And then also, like, they're also spending millions of dollars acquiring exclusive Harry Potter content. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was a done deal probably a year or two ago. But uh, uh, Paris keeps writing in the chat in the chat that it doesn't make sense to make Call of Duty, Call of Duty exclusive. Let's talk about... Um, I was going to talk about the Savage Studio that PlayStation bought, a mobile studio. But I really don't want to get into the conversation because it's more PlayStation stuff. It's not really going to affect the yeah. core audience When here. did you change this to PlayStation Newscast, Cody right. Yeah, yeah as, as Dealer calls it, the PNC, whenever I talk about <laughs> the, uh, the PlayStation stuff. Uh, I'll just book in that by saying it's, it's a mobile game studio. And most of us are more interested in what the mainline content on either console is going to be. So... Phil Spencer had this interview with Bloomberg, and boy, did they chop the heck out of this thing. We could tell like they they cut off major segments of what Phil was asked or how he answered questions, and everything came out great. But one of the things was, the first thing he talked about was Activision, and Paris is in the chat saying, Ran, that doesn't make money or business sense for them to make Call of Duty exclusive, but what were Phil's words when he said the about the exclusivity for Call of Duty? Do you remember, as you reported on it a few days ago? I don't think I don't I'd have he, to look. He left it he left something open and I don't have it with me. Um I don't think Well, I do. here's the thing, here's the thing. You're not going to make it a definitive statement right now regarding yes. what you're going to do with Call of Call of Duty uh because you don't want to, you know, things may change. So like he she asked him about like, "Oh, does that mean you'll be able to play Call of Duty in, in perpetuity?" on the console and he sort of was, you know, on, on PlayStation and he kind of was just like, it didn't really give a firm answer because if he says, yes, you'll always be able to play place, you know, call of duty on PlayStation. Well, now you've basically signaled your, you know, whatever. And now you've told people, no, you will be able to. So you basically backed yourself into a corner. So yeah, you have to back on your word and yeah. business situation. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'm of the and so is Jez. Jez was saying this since they announced the deal that Call of Duty is going to be multi-platform, and a, a lot of the other games they make will be exclusive. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, he also talked about the Activision deal that you know things were progressing nicely, and he was feeling positive about it. And then you got the report that maybe the UK is going to take a longer look at it and mm -hmm. who knows how long that means it's gonna you know get delayed to or if if it gets delayed at all or if you know a lot of people are hoping it gets finished this year but i think no. it more or less gets finished next year yeah um, i i just i'm sticking with that original uh estimate where people were saying summer of 2023 and i don't see any reason why it would be sped up but uh, I also agree, like, why make it... You can't make a definitive statement because they don't own Activision. So, he, well, you can ask that question, and, like, you could tell I mean, your intent, but like you said, why paint yourself into a corner where you have to change, like, like PlayStation price hike in the console? The console's $4.99 across the world, and then you have to back out and make a change and adjustment and tell people something else. And it could be the same thing with Call of Duty, but I also am smart enough 
to realize that Xbox knows, like as Phil says, right? He says the PlayStation platform is very important to us and as a worldwide community of, of the gaming industry to have PlayStation there. And what he's also saying is we can make a boatload of money selling Call of Duty on PlayStation for the rest of our careers, right? Isn't that really all it boils down to? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Call of Duty brings in a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, they, I'm sure they'd be running the the books to, you know, running the, seeing how much they could potentially make by making it exclusive and how much that would uh, draw and increase Xbox Game Pass numbers or console sales versus yeah. how much are you giving up by not having it on that platform. Does it really affect the bottom line? And they probably come to a decision if they haven't already. I think at I this think, time, yeah. yeah. I think one of the decisions they, they made from the very start of that whole thing is what they're planning on doing with Call of Duty. But it's interesting, though, because in this interview, you're right, this article was chopped up, right? Yeah. Because the video went into greater details about some things. Well, it wasn't and, very well chopped up. Like it, Some of the stuff was, a, was edited very abruptly, and so it was very sure, but, obvious. You know, it yeah. started off by saying that Xbox was the home of Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything that you would say beyond a, a, a few second sound bites on that? Because I got I mean, DM'd that several times. I think I think they just shared something. I'm like, I think it was just a, somebody who uh, was doing their writing and didn't check their information. I mean, not only writing, but they they included a video of Sonic too. So that wasn't that was just something that somebody sat there and did, but. I don't think I don't think it means Bloomberg leaked the acquisition of Sega because yeah, uh, but they mentioned uh, Phil mentioned one of the things because people talk like we're console gamers. You skipped over the PlayStation buying the Mobile Studios because who cares really, right? Sure. Like Mobile Studio, we know they're going to do it. Mobile's the biggest. It's where all the money is in the market, essentially, right? Like yeah, the mobile market like it just doesn't affect the, most of our day-to-day yeah, concerns but or, like one of the things when people talk about activision and blizzard they talk they strictly focus on call of duty call of duty call of duty call of duty and it's like oh yeah we got some blizzard stuff but when they were asked when they were asked phil was asked about like hey you yeah, know here we what, go. What, he was said basically yeah we we got this because of king <laughs> we got this because of the mobile play and then blizzard for pc you know it was almost like Call of Duty wasn't really a factor. It was it's weird like, because this, his first response in the intent to buy Activision, Blizzard, and King was to respond to the Call of Duty bullet. Right? It was like very, very quick that he had to say, "Look, we're going to. We're our intent is to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation." When the deal really was about a mobile games leverage and to have uh, Blizzard, which makes incredibly popular, very lucrative games on PC only. Which is something we're going to see a lot but of. The and- thing is, like the only like the gaming journalists and everything out there, like they only care about Call, Call of Duty is also the biggest game. But Microsoft doesn't have a mobile play, so King was incredibly important to them. And that's it's yeah. so it's one of those things where like me, you, and everybody in chat doesn't care about King, but it was certainly like one of the reasons, maybe the biggest reason or one of the big i mean phil directly said yeah it was king you know um a lot a lot of interesting things here you know my my buddy everborn saga was like 
conspiracy theorists all over this by saying that you know phil's out there talking to bloomberg because the deal's getting pushed through soon why yeah. why else is he out there giving because phil has been very quiet this year yeah you know the activision deal well. in january and then they basically lock phil in a bunker and he hasn't really said much this year they brought him out for e3 and phil was because basically as like, we've as we've phil learned was like see you in 2023 guys as we've learned from from friends we've talked to and we've talked to Phil before, right? They, the, his friends that work with him like to say Phil will just say whatever he wants. Like he's like I'm the boss, and I just if I want to talk about something, I want to talk about it. But he's got his PR people like we don't want to have to deal with explaining that later on. And um, that's so funny when he was on that. I checked the comment section, Rand, and people were like, "How can you not love Phil?" He's just got that smile, and uh, I don't know. He's just pretty honest. Um, I don't know. It's going to be really? interesting to see because some people think he's just a liar, Cody. Or he's the cancer of gaming. He's making PlayStation yeah. put their games on PC. You and- know what's funny? I said this on um on Xbox Two that these Phil Spencer quotes brings out so many people, and and people and and these people have like different interpretations of what Phil means. It's almost like Phil's comments in these interviews are like the rorschach test where it's uh, like what's that well you know it's like the rorschach test to see if you're insane like when someone sh- shows you an ink blot of something they're like oh, what oh do that's you right see yeah. in this ink blot yeah so like me and you see this thing but then you know all, all these other people see something else <laughs> they see and, sega being acquired and um... well no it's not that it's like it's like <laughs> phil talks about like oh you know you you get an xbox and your son gets a playstation you know, oh right, like, yeah. I'm sorry. And then people are like, "Phil's telling you guys that there's no more exclusives," and Phil's such a hypocrite. He doesn't want there to be more exclusives. Yet he goes and buys Activision, and and I'm I sit there and I'm read this stuff, and I'm like, Where "Does any you get this? Yeah. Like, do you have any reading comprehension? Like, do you understand? Uh, granted, like the article wasn't written in the best way, especially when you go because you know what was funny. We talk about like. People talk about clickbait, right? Clickbait, oh. right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of a lot of you know, websites like Kotaku and IGN, they ran Phil's comments uh, about the exclusive thing about how there was going. Phil was going. We were going to see less and less exclusive content, right, in the future. That's not what he but then said. They, it's it's not what he said. But they took that quote and then they combined it with the quote about like reducing friction to getting people to play together and so different websites use different angles to push their clickbait yeah uh so a lot of people you know get their news from all these different places so they see that and they're like whoa you know that that comment like really really looks like yeah phil like phil doesn't want there to be more exclusives like and it's like, did anybody actually read the... No, I know nobody reads the articles because nobody is, watches the videos we make half the time, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. They, so, I, I, I really feel like people click a video and then they scroll down to the comment section and start, you know, getting out, yeah, you know, start taping start, up their fists. They fist. start typing away, yeah. But what, what even, Phil even said so in the much video... Called, yeah, even so even, much as what? Even so much like me and one of my buddies had a debate about what Phil said. Because even mm-hmm. my buddy was sort of like, Phil's talking about this. Phil's talking about Xbox games being on PlayStation, PlayStation games being on Xbox, this lowering of barriers, 
of you know stuff, okay, and I'm like, no, we, Phil is talking about crossplay. We about have to we to, have to reset for the audience or anybody who's listening yeah. on demand. You, you set it up. You set it up, and I'll knock it down, Cody. I'll Sludge. I'll do my best. And you can fill in if I miss anything. But Phil has asked. He starts off by explaining. Let's say you go and buy a PlayStation at the store, and then your friend or your your neighbor buys a Xbox, and they sit down to play a game, and they're like, oh, we can't play together because you bought a PlayStation, and I bought an Xbox. And he's like, we're all about reducing that friction where you can play games together, and we want, want to see less and less of that in the future. And what I took from that was that he's saying, when you buy a console, it's 90% about buying a console that people hate to hear this ran 90% of what you do when you buy a console is to play multiplats. And this is exactly what Phil was talking about. He was talking about somebody buying a PlayStation to play Fortnite, somebody buying an Xbox to play Fortnite, and they go to link up. This isn't the case because there's crossplay, and they can't play together because they're on a different pl- piece of plastic. And he used those words, and it's all laid out for you to understand. He's talking about the majority of your console experience is multiplats all year long, all generation long. You're or most of the time you're playing multiplat games, and we've seen less and less this past generation or so, especially this past four or five years. We've seen so many games where you could play with PlayStation people, you could play with PC people, and it's become a metamorphosis of the industry where you no longer, and it's partially because I think the industry as a whole looks at this and says, look, we don't need to create this artificial barrier. You know, Ubisoft makes this game for nearly everybody. Let's make it so they can play together. Uh, So we have to do stuff on our end. So you had this argument with your friend, and he thought Phil was talking about exclusive games. Right. Which, yeah, because like, okay, you sure, maybe you can read it that way, right? But I was like, listen, I've read all Phil's interviews. I cover Xbox. He's used this, used this exact example before when talking about crossplay. Because my buddy was like, crossplay is normal now. It exists. Yeah. Like, why is he talking about crossplay like it's this new fangled magic thing? It's It's been around for years now. Mm. And I'm just like, well... Yeah. So, but then the thing is like, okay, just from that article, but, but then they combine it with the less exclusives in the future, even though they were talking about one device exclusives. Right. Yeah. And then the actual video comes out and the video comes out and she literally asks him, why are you such a big proponent of cross platform play? (laughs) And then he gives the answer Yeah. and it's like, well, okay, well, there you go. Like he's literally asked about cross platform play and why he, he likes it so much. So it's like. But everybody already had basically screamed their heads off and had all these Twitter spaces and all these tweets <laughs> about how Phil Spencer is a hypocrite yeah. and how he doesn't want exclusives and exclusives are going away and all this stuff based on a chopped up interview. But when mm-hmm. you watch the actual like video stuff, you know, there's things that were cut out. Like he said, the industry has a lot of these art- artificial constraints talking about like not being able to play together and stuff like that. So it's just it's just funny to see. Like look, the whole less and less exclusives thing, we're seeing it now in action. Like Xbox hasn't had an exclusive in 6 years since Quantum Break went to PC. Every single yeah, one right. of Xbox's games is on PC day 1, on mobile with streaming with the iOS and Android. Pretty soon, well actually not even pretty soon, you can get a Samsung TV 2022 model and play your Xbox. You don't even need an Xbox anymore 
to play Xbox games. So the idea, so Xbox hasn't been making games. Yeah, that's been true since for a device. Right. And yeah. while PlayStation was, we can see PlayStation now putting their things on PC. So God of War 2018 is no longer an exclusive because it's on PC. And with the rumors of a PlayStation PC launcher coming down the road, and then making these live service games, which are definitely going to have to be on PC. Yep. You know, they're not going to... God of War Ragnarok will be on PC one day because they're not going to put the first one on there and not put the second one on there. So you can already see Sony moving away from the exclusives to a single device. So their games are going to be broadened. The only one still kind of stuck in the old way is Nintendo because they keep their games on the Switch. And that's yeah. kind of what Phil was talking about, but yet people constantly misinterpret Yeah, you know, it really for their was own ways. Looking so. at, he's like, you know, you've got a company that only puts their game on one piece of plastic. He didn't use those words, but I'm like, he's talking about Nintendo. He's sort of talking about PlayStation, um, but it's mostly Nintendo who's been very staunch about that. Um, let me read a couple supers before they get uh, really super old. But a long time ago, Yudana Gazada gave out a $10 Xbox gift code, which will get you uh, one-sixth of Saints Row, which is about what it is, one-sixth of a game. Thank you, Yodani. Red Wolf, with, thank you, says, Rand is now old enough for Colt to adopt him. Um, I'm already his dad. It's amazing. He's a great son. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to go swimming, though. In your pool. Yeah, come over and hang out in the pool. I'll get Mountain Dew and, uh, well, Sw- you're on your come, new come diet, over, but we'll, yeah, we'll hang Come out. over and swim in the pee pool. <laughs> Never put your dogs in the pool. It's all right. No, it was fun. Uh, t- Texas, thank you so much for the super. It says, Series S is 290 with Madden, 23 bundled in. Sony snuck these increases into the U.S. with the Horizon Forbidden West bundle at 550 That also shocked me, Rand, that... I didn't really look into this. I just assumed that Horizon Forbidden West was free with your purchase of a PS5. Uh, Texas says, I can see them putting out a God of War Ragnarok bundle at 600 in, in other parts of the country. And they say, uh, you think they're going to, think they're going to bundle that? Like, that's kind of a thing they used to do. Like when Halo comes out, it's bundled when it's released. And well, you know. would also get a custom console to go along with it. Are they going to make a custom, you know, God of War system? Maybe. You know? We haven't. We've yet to see one from PlayStation, but we've had one, right? Just the the one actual official one was the Halo Infinite console, which yes. I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't. What, want what that. happened to Halo Infinite, Cold Eastwood? We don't talk about it on this show, Rand. Are we? Are we supposed to be playing co-op? This, oh yeah. Wait. This, let me look at the date. Today's 29th. Yeah, we're supposed to play. It. Still got 30, two more days. Possibly? Two more days. Yeah, two more days two is coming days. out. Three four three said co-op is in the end of August, but they didn't say what year. Oh. <laughs> Okay. 108 Dragon. Uh, oh, my good friend 108 Dragon says, thank you, 108. says, Colt, come on. Don't you want to get a third job for a premium experience on Inflation Station? It's the place where we want all of our hard-earned money. We deserve it. Yeah, I always say, I've been saying lately, Rand, that PlayStation is lo- like L'Oreal. I'm worth it. Mm. As Jim Ryan just flows back his blonde, beautiful hair. You don't know, Kizana, thank you for the $2. Anyway, here's a giant enemy crab for the... <laughs> Stagflation five. I hope that's not a horrible word, but I just read it. But uh Hargeet Chani with the ten dollar. Thank you, Hargeet. Let's get him on the show again, well, shall we? He says Xbox changed priorities after Peter Moore left and it started the downfall. First priority, high performance, fail. Second, Call of Duty, fail. Third, first and second party exclusives, partial, fail, fill turned it all around. 
Is that does he have the history right on that, Rand? High performance. I mean, was there, yeah, it wasn't their first priority. What what happened with Call of Duty last generation? PlayStation got all the marketing deals. No, Xbox had all the marketing deals for the 360 Gen. They I only think he lost might be talking it. about Xbox One. Oh, after. was he talking about Xbox I One? Think, yeah, okay. I think because he said well, after I, Peter Moore. Because he mentioned Peter Moore, and I was like, you know, that was yeah. 360. That was like I think he left in 2007. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's the year I bought my 360. Red Wolf, thank you for the $2 says shout out to the chat for taking care of each other with a happy emoji. And Highlander 001, thank you Highlander says, do you think Saints Row would have done well in Game Pass? I mean, any fun game would do well in Game Pass, but um I don't want Xbox buying broken buggy stuff. I want them to buy high quality stuff like well, stuff we're going to talk about toward uh, a little later in the show because there's some good stuff coming this year on Game Pass. TK Chillin', thank you for the 10, says, I actually think the 360 gen just lasts a couple years too long. I can't blame Microsoft for going with the TV and entertainment apps because I would have had 100 friends online and 70 would be on Netflix and YouTube. Rand, do you remember those days? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot. That's another thing in Jim Ryan's favor was Don Matrick wanted all the TV TV stuff and now PlayStation is making all this TV TV movie movie stuff. Right, they got Uncharted movie. They got the Last of Us TV show. They got a God of War TV Days show, gone. Horizon TV show. Days Gone without Sam. With you know, they're they're making a Days Gone movie, but they're not making a Days Gone sequel. Right? Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like we totally. I totally forgot about that. That's also one of the things that people look at Jim Ryan. You're like, oh yeah. So chalking I mean, another thing up for him. That's another thing I want to ask you a little bit later in the show about that perception. Uh, RDX Sunifet with the Canadian 699. Thank you, RDX Sunifet. This is breaking news. Sony acquired the acquisition of console exclusivity, a price hiking game consoles now exclusively hiked for the gamers. Oh, boy. Messy, messy. TK Chillin, thank you for the five. Says, let's get real. Phil's mostly only been playing Destiny 2. He's always leveled way too high. Takes a lot of time to do that. That's not true. I have... Anybody can add him on Xbox. He's been actually playing a lot of stuff. Rand, you talk to him once in a while. You send him a little message, say, hi, Phil. How are you? How, how's mm-hmm. it going? Like when, when big stuff's happening, uh, what's Phil been playing for the great people? He's messing around with uh, Dusk Dust of Dawn and, or Dusk Dust Falls. I mean, yeah. What What's Phil been playing recently? Yeah, yeah. He's played a bunch of uh, games that are in Game Pass and spoken on i think recently he's been uh, he's been playing death stranding on pc game pass yeah getting that kojima going that's a traitor right there uh i will also be playing that probably next week i actually plan to finish saints row in about a week or sometime this week and then i'm going to be getting on that pc over here and uh playing death stranding we'll see how that goes see if i like it Dead Planet, thank you for the two. Says day, Game Pass Day One is the new form ex- of exclusivity. And McBound, who's been a channel member for five months, says Happy Birthday, Randall Thor. Thank you. It lasts for like days, very, doesn't it? Very, very kind. Yeah, it means yeah. a lot, guys. We he appreciates that. Like we, it's cool to hear from people and them just you know ask how you're doing or say Happy Birthday. We appreciate that for real. One more thing. Hargeet says 900 plus likes, 900 plus watching and only 350 likes. Hargeet demands that you hit the like button. Yeah. yeah if well, you're, if you're enjoying the show, you can just, we demand Hargeet. We, we demand Hargeet joins Twitter. Uh, I, I think he's super happy without it. So I demand he doesn't, but, uh, yeah, the, the like button's pretty easy to hit. If you're enjoying the show and you're being entertaining, you're learning, we're about to move topics. 
uh, I'm getting tired of talking about PlayStation. Let's talk about Gamescom. There are some showings and a couple revelations there. The first is a game you are pretty sure I won't like, but I'm still excited regardless of your opinion. Lies of P, the Pinocchio Mature Souls game. Rand, what is going on with Lies of P? Weirdest name. The P, uh, a lot of people were sort of picking it for their Gamescom game of the show. Yeah. Uh, it is a Souls-like set in the world of Pinocchio, which is odd to say. Mm-hmm. Very, very weird. It uh, looks a lot like Bloodborne. Uh, and it's like, hey, if you're not going to make a Bloodborne 2, then somebody's just going to make a spiritual successor. And uh, there was like a demo people got to play. I know Jez played it, and he he loved it. And uh, I told you... What can you say really quick about... um, For those that didn't catch your show on Saturday, Jez probably had a few memorable words to say about Liza P having hands-on. I don't remember. I I don't remember. He was pretty impressed. Jez will be writing articles about all the stuff he played, so look out for those this week. But you're not going to like it, Cody Eastwood. I'll take that as a challenge. It's a, it's a Souls game. It's a soul. It's hard. I liked. I like liked it. Elden Ring. I didn't finish it, but I really liked it. And um, I don't know. I'm glad I played it. So I don't know what to tell you. So I'll be playing it. We'll see what happens. I've actually learned a lot from playing Elden Ring, being my first Souls game, about being patient for parries and dodges and all that stuff. And so this will be another opportunity for me to give it a good shot. But it looks fantastic. But. Uh, it won game of the show for PlayStation. So why yes, was the PlayStation did. making a showing here? They've been very quiet about their games lately, other than the occasional Last of Us remake, uh, you know, update. I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe they feel they don't need to market God of War like God of War markets itself. Um, I mean, the the other game that we know that they have is Spider Man and Wolverine, and Wolverine's years away. So maybe we see Spider-Man gameplay next week because there is that Marvel showcase. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the way plays because, yeah, I think that's all Sony has announced is God of War and then Spider-Man 2. So it's just a matter of whenever they want to start talking about all these future projects that they have. But, yeah, like Xbox really wasn't at this Gamescom, uh, the Jeff Keighley thing, nor Nintendo, nor Sony. So... It kind of lacks some of the big, 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 big hitters. Xbox first party, yeah, wasn't really there other than grounded and and uh, the third party deals that they work for Game Pass. There was a big PC Game Pass presentation or presence at Gamescom 2022, right? Like uh, they had a whole PC Game Pass uh, sizzle yeah. reel thing. Yeah, and Zocker's like, well, yay, PC. I'm PC. I'll. That's what I like. I'm not really Xbox. I'm PC. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I'm a tower with feet, wheeling myself, wheeling, dealing. Yeah. Uh, he, remember, he's pretty excited about that. Yeah. Remember when Zucker said, "Why would anybody play console? You got PC." <laughs> <laughs> Ram waits till Zucker goes to sleep on his little, uh, his little uh, Steam Deck pillow his custom steam deck pillow and starts just getting messy and making fun of him uh batman is pure cinema so because <laughs> that, that that would trigger him batman is such a good movie and we'll, we'll do that on another show but let's talk about high on life um the game looks really fun and cool but that showing was that was not good at game that was not a that was not an interesting boss battle 
But then they showed off a 25-minute uh, demo of the game, which made it look a lot, a lot more interesting, a lot more engaging than that rote. Hopefully, that's just like the begin, the first boss battle. So it's like, okay, I think now I know be. why it's that easy. But it just wasn't um, very lively. We've seen, we know what a boss battle is like. You're in this small room, and that mantis was just like not doing a whole lot. There, there wasn't. It didn't seem to be like any crazy fun-looking movement. Yeah, that. That didn't help, but I didn't watch the 25-minute gameplay trailer. But you did you sit and watch that? I didn't watch all of it. I watched some of it. I saw like a minute or two, and I'm like, okay, that's good enough. That looks cool because you're in like this weird-looking little town, and you're coming around the corner and, and shooting enemies in groups and popping them in the air and stuff. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's a little game. It's a little game, but uh, I think people are going to cringe when they play it, right? Um, but something that kind of stole the show it's it's a multi-plat but it's coming to game pass is atomic heart i gotta hear your take on this this is like for me like bioshock meets um dying light russian shock russian shock uh, bro russian by dude i think that might have been like the trailer of the show for me it wasn't even at jeff Keeley's uh-uh. thing it was like the next day but they put out a combat gameplay trailer and holy cow, did my uh, anticipation go from like a a three or four to like an eight or a nine now based on all the cool, over-the-top, absurd images. Like it, that game, if it's real, but then it's like I sort of kind of caution myself because Bright Memory Infinite, when they first showed it off, looked pretty cool too. <laughs> right. And we yep. all know how that sort of played out but i played the whole game it was like four or five hours it was fun it wasn't great though like yeah i'm but i I, i'm seeing bigger things like big big moments it's an open world game um it definitely looks way advanced i don't know Rand. did you like did you peel your eyeballs into the into the oled and just notice how advanced that game looks like there's a lot going on with enemies like tendrils moving and sparks and particles and water effects you know what i'm talking about for those of you who watch it yes randy did you notice this yes i did like i'm and- so, like i'm really mean like did you see this and go wow this looks like this looks like a game that can't that's coming out in 2022 or 2023 it doesn't look like oh you know you could have played that on the xbox one like i, I don't want to well- say it next gen Next gen. I think that people. I, I thought because they didn't say a date that it was becoming next year, but apparently developers said it's still on target for this fall. So maybe it's going to be a December game, maybe a November game. I think game. so because originally we were to expect it very close to Stalker in early 2022, and those games got pushed because of what's going on in their side of the planet. But yeah, it sounds like. I mean, it could it could get delayed, but uh, sounds like they're ready for 2022. It's nuts. Looks great. I'll be there day one because it looks super. It, it, like I said, probably a trailer that immediately was like, "Okay, I was sort of interested in this game, and now I'm greatly anticipating it." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because I have to be. We have to be honest, right? Because sometimes you're like, "Hey, this come to Game Pass," and you and your thought is internally, "Man, I hope it's really good because that'd be good for mm. the service." Wait, and and I'll and aren't your that- aren't your thoughts internally like, "Oh, is this going to be just Game Pass fodder?" Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that really is your... Because for me, if a game comes out and it's crappy on Game Pass, you know, it can it just gets this perception going. And you want 
games to just hit it out of the park so it could get this perpetual thing going where they can add a little more money and get the bigger game and bigger game and start pushing toward those day and date third party deals that are bigger than just you know double a because i think this is a double a team that's making an outstanding looking title so uh liza p looking great looking really good um Let's see. Uh, Biff Rinaldi, thank you for the super, says, I saw Phil was playing Peppa Pig. I think he actually was. Mm. Mm. Not even my kids played that yet, but uh, they will. Kyler Rowe with a $5 says, why is Rand here? Are Gaz and Jez doing a podcast somewhere by themselves? <laughs> by the way, love you, Rand. Good to see you on here on X and C. And X and C2 podcast, he called it. That's funny. <laughs> Can you imagine Gaz and Jez together on a podcast? How would that go? Well, would they argue the whole time? I don't know. Who uh, would host, Jez or Gaz? Well, Gaz would try to take over, and then Jez would just sit back and let Well, the, the thing is, Jez doesn't. Jez is all like, when we do the show, he's playing video games all the time. I know. I know. He, so I think you know, he would just kick podcast. back. <laughs> so I think, I think Gaz would be the host, and... and, and Jez would be the number two, you know? If you ever get a really bad cold or something, you're going to have to call in Gaz to run the show and then uh, watch your channel just go into the... It get, just get taken completely down and thrown in the garbage. But uh, I don't know. that what, Maybe we'll have to see make that team up sometime. Hargit Johnny says, So is the Steam Deck a PC or a console? It's a handheld, isn't it? Don't don't you don't you divert yourself from this question, Rand. You answer one or the other. Is it a PC or a console? I would say PC. I would say console. I should I, I would do if anybody really cared, I would do a poll, but uh it's it's it's, it's a, handheld a handheld PC. It's a handheld PC. Because it has right? windows on it. Like you can can you look at Excel spreadsheets on it? I think you can. Okay, I think you can PC. do anything on can it. You do, right? Can you do your TurboTax on the Steam Deck? I don't know. You can probably. You can. I think you can probably even watch your porn on there, Cody Swift. Rand. I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, um, I got two more games to talk about, and one of them I think is going to be funny. But uh, let me ask you real quick: Gotham Knights, yes or no? I mean, yes, as in I'm going to play it. I'm a little bit cautious about whether or not it's going to be good. Yes, yes, as in you're going to play it. And what's the no part, Ran? We got to inquire. Some of it because some of it doesn't look good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like uh, the trailer they showed was probably the better, the best trailer they put out. Like I think Mister Freeze looks really cool and Clayface yeah. looks great. Yeah, Harley Quinn this time not really a fan of, but. When I watch like gameplay of uh, someone actually playing the game and and fighting, it just is missing something. I don't know, and I think I, I've explained this to you before. Uh huh. With the Batman games, it's like, all right, I'm I'm effing Batman, right? Yeah. That's all there is. Like, I'm just I'm 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 the Dark Knight. And everything goes through him. The story's centered on him. It's one character and his journey on on one night as he, you know, is taking out the criminals of Gotham. This game, though, is you have four people, right? And we've talked about before how we had such a great time playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey because we chose Cassandra. Cassandra. And it was, she was such 
an amazing character, and She's especially cool. when you compare her to yeah. Alexios, who was horrible. <laughs> Alexios is lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah you and I were in party chats. Alexios is lame because Zocker and Dealer chose him. You know, our, two of our good friends, and we're like, Alexios is lame because Cassandra was like charismatic. She was cool. She was tough, and uh, she had the best takedowns. Yeah. And Alexios would just go, I. They bid you depart. No, I'm just yeah. So, so <laughs> me and you have always talked about how I think we enjoyed that game more because of who we picked yeah. to play as. Because when you pick the characters, okay, you hear them. So, my, some of my concern with Gotham Knights is, what if I pick the wrong character? Right? Because you got four. You got Red Hood. You got Batgirl. You got Robin, and you got Nightwing. And Dick. And Green it's Bat. like, okay. Am I if I pick one of these characters? Am I locked into that character for the whole game? Like, what if I don't like Batgirl's move set? And then, what if I don't like her voice actress or anything like that? So the story being told to me isn't as like I'm just saying. Like, there's a part of me that's like, well, what if I choose wrong? Whereas before yeah, the Batman yeah. games, like you didn't have to choose; it was just Batman. Let me but ask now the, it's like let me ask the audience I mean? real quick before you say this next part because we had a really good discussion. I remember word for word while I was playing Saints Row. Let me ask audience: Are you interested, or are you uh, thinking you're going to play Gotham Knights? And are you thinking about who am I going to choose? Because Rand has a really good theory that I'm going to ask him to tell you about how he thinks the game will run or how it will start out that might alleviate this. I don't know who I'm going to choose. So, Rand, how do you think it this game might kick off when you first play it? Do I mean, you remember this? I think they will give you... You'll go through like a tutorial stuff where they let you play as like all four characters so you can get a sense of like the moves and how they play. And then I think you'll, you'll have to choose uh, one of the like characters the to play missions, as the rest of the game. The first four like 10-minute missions will be you playing as... Red Hood, and then the next mission is you playing as Batgirl. Yeah, so you go through. Yeah, and so, you, so they'll give like, you a maybe taste hear of the first part of the story as as yeah, them. So they'll give you a taste of each character, and then like you have to make the choice of. Unless they've talked about this in interviews, and I I haven't really been paying attention to it. Unless they they allow you to like, I'm going to play this mission as Batgirl, and then this next mission I'll play as Robin, and the next mission I'll play as. Unless they actually allow you to just use whoever. I was always thought that like, what at some point you're going to have to lock in your choice and you're going to have to pick yeah. one of the four characters, and I just don't know like which one I want to play as because it's like okay, Nightwing is like you know the original Robin. He actually might be have a more emotional response to Bruce being dead, so it's like maybe I want to go with that through like through line. But then, like, watching Nightwing's combat, it's like, eh, that's not really, yeah, oh, that doesn't weird. really look good. And it's like, oh, Red Hood, he's a badass. But it's like, he's got oh, Nerf those guns. guns look like peach shooters, and his and his voice actor doesn't, like, he doesn't sound good. So it's like, well, Batgirl looks like most like Batman with the physical combat, but it's like, but it's Batgirl. Like, Why? do I want to play as well, Batgirl? I think you can get different you outfits know? because, like, the bright... Uh, happy purple is kind of lame, but I think you can upgrade to like a more, maybe a darker or cooler preferred outfit. I got to give a shout out to Gaz, who is, uh, I don't know, it's like three in the morning and he's in the chat. Uh, bro, Gaz, I, I miss you so much, man. We, while you're out of the country, we usually talk every day and I've been uh, going through withdrawals from uh, the, the Gazness. So, uh, but shout out to him for being here. And uh, I bet he wishes you, you, Rand. Everyone mm-hmm. wishes they were you. 
No, so, nobody does. I, I like I like your theory that they will have you do a story mission for each character, and then you get to a screen. It's like, who are you going to play as? But I also have this theory that maybe you'll switch characters at different points of the game. But it's all kind of a question mark. The other game I got to ask you about, and I I'm wondering if people give a flying crap. But I think that Dead Island Two had a great showing last week. And last week on my podcast with Gaz, I showed gameplay of the leaked. Uh, one or two year old beta testing that looked like diarrhea gone wild, and it, and uh, I think this one looks really good. But you have more fine taste, Rand. Tell oh, me do what you I? Think of Dead Eye. Yeah, you're very, very snotty and snooty. No, I'm not. Yes, you are, Rand. No, you're I'm like, not. Why? Oh, because the mountains because I'm not Saints enjoying Row don't look Saints next Row as much as you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, um. Cole, Cole well, was talking. literally, we, we were playing Saints Row last night. Cole's literally, Rand, look at this sunset. And this, isn't this game just such an amazing looking game? And I'm like, I know. It kinda, it, it's, it, you're, I'm like, this kind of looks like. You know what, jerk? Like, I'm the kind what? of guy who'll go out on the back deck like, and, and when the sun's setting. And I think it's partially because of video games, as lame as that sounds. But I take a moment and I'm like, oh, man, this sky looks so nice right now. It's totally in 4K. No, but I can appreciate when lighting looks nice. The game looks very simple. Brown. Row, but I can I can appreciate when things look nice. This so much, right? This color, this too much orange. But what do you think of Dead, Dead, Dead Island 2? Like, what was your take? Because I thought, it, well, you know what I think. I mean, I thought it looked for... For a comeback after being gone for so long, I, I thought it looked cool. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. You know, we don't gotta wait that much longer because it's coming out in six months or so. So we'll be able to. Ha- you can finally make that video, Dead Island coming in twenty twenty three, right? <laughs> yeah, six months. I have to count my fingers. Yeah, I've made that video like four times. Dead Island's coming. When? Never. Uh, Dan Buster's is making it. I said this last week. Dan Buster's is the team that made the game you completely forgot about because you didn't like it. Homefront the Revolution. So that's yeah. my reservation. I'm like, I really like Dead Island. The last one was campy, but Techland is pretty talented. And um, this is not made by Techland. So I'm hoping <laughs> that it's still fun. But they seem to hilarious. It's hilarious that Techland was able to do two dying-like games before Dead Island 2 came out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. ones who made the, the ones who made the franchise uh, made their own franchise and put out two games. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, I don't know how California is an island, though. There's a big but, meteor uh, meteor crater in one part of the world, so I thought maybe they're going to say some or allude to in the game that California is in the midst of breaking off the continent, and so or or someone said that the government has walled off with concrete walls that those three cities together and treated it as in a dead island where. You have to survive in there, and no one's coming to help you. So, come on. That sounds fun. Hargeet Johnny, with, thank you so much for the super. He says, four games coming tomorrow. Now, Hargeet keeps me abreast, if you'll pardon the term, with the, what games are coming. He says, four games coming tomorrow. Destroy All Humans 2, which is getting some middling reviews. Immortality, a small game. I'm excited about the next one, TMNT Cowabunga Collection. Ran are we yeah. going to Are we going to play Jungle some Call? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then Tiny Kin, which is like a 2D slash 3D world. The character's 2D in a 3D world. Um, it's an interesting game. And he said two of those are day and date in Game Pass. 
I think that's Tiny Kin and Immortality. Immortality. What is that, Rand? That is uh, an FMV game. It's, oh, um, that's right. It's from the maker of uh, the maker of her story and telling lies. Is this is and, this like a good prospect? Full well, motion video so, sounds weird. Like, I well, I mean, it got a ten from Edge, which is where a lot of people are saying, "Oh my god!" So I think reviews <laughs> come out tomorrow morning. It's better than Elden Ring. Yeah, well, so reviews come out tomorrow morning, and I know people loved her story, and. So it, it it could be a scenario where maybe like this game is just really that good, and the question is like, do you want to play a game like that? Like, because I think you have to like solve a miss, like someone's gone missing or something, and you gotta like you'd have to watch like the trailer. It's like you click on certain things within the videos, and then opens up other videos, um, and there's a story that's going on. But tomorrow morning maybe we wake up and we see a 90 plus metacritic game and people are talking about how it's like incredible or you know we'll we'll, we'll find out tomorrow we'll, I, I always guess, wonder I if that we'll find out tomorrow. I, I think that's like the that could be like the wild card for pentiment like i know a lot of people are like have you know have a make a face when you talk about pentiment i'm like i have always said in our in our talks with our friends like what if pentiment's like this nine out of ten it's like a must play it you know Narrative experience, but I mean, maybe it's not for me, but uh, let's see. Where, what's the other one here? We got Gaz, who sent a message. He goes, I'm naked again, which is something he says when we close the show out. Uh, he's the best. Red Wolf puts in a code for Batman Return to Arkham City, which is the two-game pack, which comes to Arkham Knight, or Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. So, yeah, Batman Return to Arkham was his call, but they, uh, they uh, had it abbreviated there. Uh, Yodani has a super here. Let me see. Where is this at? Did I miss it? Uh, I'm just doing a little, uh, little production stuff behind the scenes. Where is it? He wants me to read. Oh, the code. Oh, here it is. No, I'm sorry. How did I miss this? Yodani Kizada. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for reminding me. It says, Forspoken, high on life, and Saints Row all sitting down, drinking soy lattes and having brunch, discussing euphoria. Who dies of cringe first, Rand? High on life? For spoken or Saints Row characters? Saints Row characters. Yeah, Saints Row. I think it is. I think it is. I'll, I'll just keep saying I am having fun with the game, but I'm pretty much almost done. Um, but, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the people have been upset. The, one more thing I got to say, Rand, is I get in a lot of trouble when I tweet stuff, right? You always smack me on the back of the hand and say, stop it. Yeah, but I, I always say I use this word because I'm. I, this is my personality. I, I'll use certain words, and I know what they mean, and I know what I'm talking about. And like Gaz, you always say, "Look, you just make sure you bulletproof your statement before you make it." I've said many times that Xbox is leading the industry. Well, most people's definition of leading is in the lead, up ahead, sold the most, the best, the most popular. I think that all the stuff we've talked about today in the show, Rand, is about Xbox has been guiding, leading the industry along where it should be going, making major changes with cross-play, play in multiple devices. If you buy a game, like Phil says, you should be able to play it wherever you want. You bought the game. And he's kind of made headway with that and has changed the industry and led other developers to... We've seen some Ubisoft games. You buy it on console, you can turn around and pick up your save on the console. So, um, 
you're probably going to disagree with me, but I think that Xbox has been leading the industry in a lot of ways of how the industry has been changing lately to just one plastic box. Rand, where do you sit on that? A lot of people don't like this discussion. Are we actually having a topic about your tweet? <laughs> nope. I mean, I could make it all about my tweet and put it up on the screen, but this is something that uh, people are having a hard time coming to an agreement or coming to an understanding because they think that PlayStation does something a certain way and that's the way it should be. And we're st- we've talked about all these changes that Jim Ryan's made that have kind of painted that they're doing things the way the Xbox has been doing for a few years. So in what, er- what areas do you think Xbox is leading the way in? Well, like I talked about with cross-play and bringing your games to more devices than just one piece of plastic. If you pay $60 for a game, you can play it in more places than just that one console. You know, you yeah, can play so it play anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, the play streaming. Anywhere. Streaming. Yeah, the Cloud X-Cloud streaming. thing. But yeah. PlayStation was doing stream there streaming PS3 games, but I mostly think that PS Now was their solution for no back and pat than it was cloud gaming. Yeah, but nobody used nobody used PlayStation now. It's the yeah. reason why they got rid of it. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of areas Xbox does extremely well in. So yeah. I mean, they you know play as you made a tweet recently before you got a lot of grief for it was like PlayStation is copying a lot of the things Xbox has been doing. So yeah, yeah, other people don't like that stuff, but um, I don't know. I just a lot of people are thinking that PlayStation is going to nosedive this generation, but I think we're in a situation where Xbox is going to be doing really well, and PlayStation will be making adjustments and kind of modernizing their business model, and um, we're all going to no. benefit from that. What if you know, since it's a necessity, and you got all this inflation and economic hardships, what if Sony's like seventy bucks for games? This ain't enough. Now it's seventy-five bucks or eighty bucks. They, but they're not losing money like that, are they? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, why you know why not raise the price of games as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they so far uh, on the screen. There's that glitch again. So far, Xbox hasn't had to raise their prices of their games. And I know I could sit here and go when they if they decide to move to seventy dollars. You're like, well, at least they still offer you an option to play it cheaper on Game Pass. But um, it's still bad news. Either way, I think. I, I think know. they will probably. I think the political pressure will get them to raise the price to seventy at some point. So I feel like pressure. you have you have all the big publishers like EA uh, out there, Two uh, K. They're already putting all their games at seventy. PlayStation. They're gonna want like the rest of the industry to follow. Ubisoft so, is one as well, right? Well, I don't think Ubis- Ubisoft is still putting out at sixty, but. Then again, I don't think anybody's fully transitioned to current gen only. A lot of pl- a lot of a lot of people still do cross gen. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point when they make that transition to like next gen only, or no, is is Skull and Bones actually seventy bucks? I think, I think Skull it is. And Bones, I yeah, think. so maybe so maybe now they're actually I have this making memory that, that Ubisoft has transitioned into the uh, yeah. So maybe now games. Ubisoft is transitioning. So I think it's only a matter of time before they all do, and I think they'll the the publishers will just put political pressure on Xbox to put it up to seventy. Which you can make an argument that you makes mean game political pass pressure even, as far as if you don't do it, it makes it harder for the rest of us to do. Yeah, what just we like want to do, just like EA and them putting pressure on Xbox to to match and make the seventy dollars standard across the industry. Which 
you can make the argument that only makes Game Pass look better because now games are more expensive, and you know that increases the value of Game Pass now because the games are, you know, they're they're more. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think Aaron Greenberg. I talked a little bit about that on RDX a couple years ago when you guys interviewed him, right? Yeah, yeah, and so uh, was it. I think it was Fonts that just straight up asked him, "Are you guys doing seventy dollars games this gen?" Oh man, that was uh, I was biting my nails. Like you, you weren't supposed to ask that, but Aaron answered it, and uh, I don't know. I've pl- I've paid for many seventy dollars games. I'm sure you have as well, Rand. Um, I can have an opinion because I've paid the price. So uh, this whole thing about if you don't like it, don't buy it, it doesn't really fly because Sony and EA, Take-Two, Activision, Ubisoft have all raised the prices because they know people will still buy the games. So you automatically get a raise, and I think that's where we're sitting. Hari Johnny, thank you for the $5. He says, Xbox has already released three next-gen-only games at 60 Nintendo and Xbox have not increased and shouldn't. I don't... Hmm. Rand, do you think they're going to? Do I think they're I mean, what's your what? prediction? Do you think they're going to raise to 70 in the next year? Or in one and year. I don't know when they'll do it, but I do think they will do it at some I point. I think so too. And then I'll have to delete 7,000 tweets. No, I've actually, I've been pretty straight up across the board. I've paid for plenty of $70 games and I still don't think it's great. It's like, why would anybody celebrate paying for more? The whole thing of a paying a premium or paying more to get better in the future is ridiculous. It's not where the money goes. Rand, what do you have planned for this week? Uh, you've been back to making more videos. Tell people what your plans are for the Randall Thor 19 channel. I mean, we got a podcast this week with uh, Jez Corden. Hopefully more interesting things drop. You never know. Uh, I I mean, I would love to make more videos, you know, with more stuff. Uh, I'm always trying to get back in the the swing of things. It's fun. You know, the last few videos have been fun to make. Um, Yeah, you had a lot of fun with your Phil Spencer video, and you could kind of put more opinion in because there's... A Chappelle, a Chappelle show, a little clip, and the Jim Ryan one because it was basically like people ask why I treat customers this way. Why? <laughs> I don't finish that off because yeah, demonetized. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully Xbox comes out, announces some things, or talks about some stuff. There was that leaked image of Xbox uh, friends and family, Xbox Game Pass friends and family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're getting. Ready to announce that. I mean, people have found the Ubisoft Plus stuff. Maybe Ubisoft Plus gets announced somewhat soon for Xbox. Well, yeah, people uh, are wondering how much that PSVR 2 is going to be with the price increase. So well, everyone's kind of takes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're going to take their. Have they announced you know, the price yet? Or no, they haven't. So uh, are people are, are we getting? A- it's going to be five fifty in the UK, five fifty pounds instead of five hundred. They're they're already kind of. Uh, obviously, they're pre- predicting that, which is probably pretty close. But are we going to be getting been. an announcement of XO this year? If so, maybe you got would have to announce that soon, right? I um, think they're going to do it. I think they'll do XO. Well, if they're doing an XO, you got to announce that soon. Yeah. You know? well, well, you and I uh, later on, like or tomorrow, or whatever, we'll dig into when they announced the last one, and we'll get kind of the we'll get the predictions ready to go because I think that we are going to have another big event for Xbox and then there'll be a big presence at the game awards, which has been announced. So let's, let's find out right now, live on your show when they announced XO 2019. You're good at this stuff, Rand. Tell the people you, you get your, get your info and find out Mm -hmm. when XO 19 was announced. It was in London 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to trying to find. And it would have been was. November. I'm trying to remember if it was November. Or September. Yeah, November fourteenth. Okay. November fourteenth. That's when, when it the was event announced. Was? Oh, okay. What yes. was the event? Was it when was the event? The 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 event was November fourteenth. I'm trying to find out when oh, they okay. announced it. I'm sorry. Uh, which. Uh, uh, Hit that like button. Let's get us up to 500 before we leave the show. If you're here, there's 700 people, and uh, somebody had fun. I think watching this terrible Saints Row combat. What? Watch listening to this PlayStation newscast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I knew this coming in. Uh, and what we try to do on these shows is bounce this PlayStation information off of how it affects us as Xbox fans, or how it will change the way that we uh, you know play our games, or what's coming up for us. So. I don't know. I always look at things that way. Jeez, a lot of stuff I PlayStation can't. do doesn't affect me that much. You can't find out when they announced it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm scrolling through it. I'm scrolling Cold Eastwood, but I'm sure you made a video, didn't you? Saying, uh... yeah, but I don't want to. I'm not looking through my videos to find out yeah. when they, when they. That's when uh, Everwild was announced, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I don't... yeah, I think it. I think it was. Uh, oh, wait, here we go. Also I think, when I think I found it. All the Final Fantasy games and Kingdom Hearts games came to Game Pass or were coined. Uh, Xbox announced XO 2019, June 10th. Oh, we're long gone from that. Yeah. But they also. Yeah, so uh, I don't announced know. it uh, during today's Inside Xbox Live from E3 2019. Xbox had Phil Spencer announced that XO 2019 will be held in London in November. But the exact date for the event is still unknown. So they announced that there would be XO in London during E3. Brad Ward fighting the then, chat said August nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, I don't know if he means that's when they announced the uh, that X, when XO was happening. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but if it's August nineteenth, that could be any day now. But we don't know. Uh, let me look real quick. So, Rand, uh, that's what you're doing. You've got the uh, the podcast on Friday, probably, because uh, Jez yeah. is back back home from uh, his trip. Is, and is then still- you know, we'll see what we'll see what news stories or any sort of thing. Maybe I want to make a video about. It's been a very interesting August, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, working on a really big video about Starfield. There's a bunch of stuff that not a lot of people are talking about that is going to take a lot of deep dive and a lot of uh, research to find some visuals for that. But I'll be working on that here when I get some downtime. It's been crazy. But uh, this is the XC Podcast. We're live on the Cold Eastwood channel. And this show is also on demand. If you're listening there, thanks to Anchor on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, a couple other platforms that you can check this out at your leisure. But uh, Randall Thor, we're going to get out of here and, and tell everybody have a good night. Hit the like button and uh, all that. I don't know. Have the, a good night. <laughs> I'm not gas. And, and then I'm on a new format here, so you'll have to deal with some of the uh, – well, I'll get it all ironed out as I figured it out. But uh, today the show was actually posted, and I had to move it to a different – I don't know. This is all stuff that I don't know what I'm doing, but we're going to get out of here. Oh, I got one more super before we go. Uh Risk it for the biscuit. Thank you so much. He said, do you think PlayStation 5 will charge $80 for games that use the Edge controller, their new Elite? Or do you think they'll they'll back charge PS5 owners the 50 to bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know if he means like they have a premium 
uh, elite controller set up in the game. No, I don't think they'll do that. But uh, how much is that elite controller going to be before we get out of here? It's going to be an extra 50 Jeez. bucks. 150 or 200, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be 200. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for checking out the show. We'll see you next week. We'll be back here with Gaz. Have a good night and, uh, you know, console war. Be nice. We'll see you later. <laughs>